This week in league, we're back. How will your team fare in the 2012 NRL season? We're back. Who will be the revelation of the season? We're back. You've heard of an idiot abroad? Welcome to season three of an idiot sitting right next to me. Welcome to episode 76 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. And we're back. <laughs> if we hadn't already established it, we're back. <laughs> um, how was your off-season? How was it spent? Uh, it was spent training the house down and being uh, generally awesome. Well, that's pretty vague. Did you actually do anything? I mean, I know you were... Oh, uh, sorry I didn't oh, spit out a kid. I know just you... Because, just because I didn't spit out a kid, all of a sudden my offices is not important. <laughs> I actually forgot about that. Well, well, oh, you forgot about your kid. Well, oh, I forgot, I forgot about that. She's off to a good start, isn't she? Yeah, that was, a, that, that, that was a, uh, an off-season acquisition. <laughs> we brought a, brought a new player to the team. <laughs> so we, we Tank Gillis. We brought her in pretty young. Um, so, you know, it's, it's obviously an investment in the future of the club. Yeah, but, but, but drawing, on, uh, drawing on the experience of uh, Dale Cherry Evans... From last season, I mean, we thought we'd take a punt on youth. Exactly. Yeah, we're going with the youth policy, and um, as opposed as opposed to other footy shows, you know, whose name we won't mention. Although I just mentioned two thirds of their name in what I just said. Um, bringing on Michael Slater for uh, for a host, the cricket guy. So in light of that, we're taking auditions. As I said on Twitter the other day, Brad Haddon is a leading contender. We don't although- need anyone else. We've got two idiots that know nothing about rugby league. <laughs> exactly. Although Andrew Simons, you know. Well, Roy likes to party. He does. <laughs> yes, he does. He'd be a welcome addition to the squad. Roy, yeah, when, yeah, now it's all done and dusted with uh, with Pup, you know. Maybe you could bring Lara in here and we get some wobbly H action going on. <laughs> You're welcome to that. I'm happy to watch. Deal. There's only there's only two straight lines on an H. <laughs> and I imagine Roy's not one to watch. Um, now, changes for this season. I've got a couple of things that we, uh, that we should um, probably bring up. Uh, based on the off season, first one is onit.com. We got them on board. Alpha Brain, yes. the stuff. I mean, basically, Glenn has gone from you know a, a completely non-contributing, non-functional, semi-functional member of society to a contributing semi-functional. <laughs> That's not even remotely true. Alpha Give Brain doesn't make stupid people smart. That's right. It what it is is a cognitive enhancing supplement, and uh, I take it every day, morning and night. You should too. Exactly. And to make it easier, you can go to onit.com and grab yourself some Alpha Brain or some of their other supplements too, which we'll probably get into over the year because True we're both... take immune. Yep. And we're both using a couple of them, so, um, so we will go into them in a bit more detail for people that don't know about them. But you can go to onit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com, do the research on Alpha Brain, read up. They've got a lot of information on there that you can check out. If it's for you, how about you have 10% off on us with the code T-W-I-L, that easy. Get on it. Next thing, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Internet Radio. This is a new thing that only uh, happened about two weeks ago. Um, was approached by uh, listeners wanted wanted to uh, see a show on Stitcher. It's a fantastic app. I'd heard of it before um, via Kevin Smith uh, and his podcast years ago. Uh, he, he got on board with Stitcher. And what they basically do is they take your most recent episode and they um, set it up so that it streams really quickly. So... 
guys that have been listening to the show in the past, and we often get people say to us, uh, you know, I forgot to sync up with iTunes before I went to work or whatever, you know, I'm going to have to listen to it through the website, or I have to listen to it when I get home, or, you know, that sort of thing. Now, if you go to uh, the iTunes store, get the Stitcher app, it's actually on Android as well, so you're covered no matter what kind of smartphone you have, get the Stitcher app, it's free, and then when you get it, check out, just do a search for This Week in League, and you'll find it on there, add it to your favorite channels, and basically, it'll start playing you know, instantly, and it's like super fast. It and magnificent. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a great option for, uh, for people who, you know... Bitch about forget. not syncing their iPhone before they go to work. Yeah, and also then when you get they're your yeah, and when you get your you're iPhone and you're and you're on three G and you know they have like a twenty meg I think you know file download limit so you can't get it unless you're on Wi Fi at work or whatever. So yeah, you Stitcher though bypasses all that stuff and it's fast too. So uh, yeah, get on it. Uh, Stitcher.com, you can get the app and there's the the link there you know to whichever store you use for your phone. The English the, the English the English Super League experiment. Um, we got, you know, we got disrupted with it through the middle, through uh, at some stage through last season, and so it was kind of on and off. Uh, at the season-ending survey that we had, it was fairly overwhelmingly. To um, be fair, our correspondent was in and out of jail. True, but it wasn't a lot of feedback on the correspondent, uh, negative feedback on the correspondent, I should say. Except but, for me, but, I gave you yeah, plenty of negative yeah, feedback on but, him. But let me tell you, um, the listeners aren't the least bit fucking interested in the, in the English Super League. <laughs> so, in light of that. I'm not sure we're going to go with a, a result-ish, you know, recap-ish week, you know, kind of vibe this season. Yeah. But if anything interesting happens in the English Super League, you'll hear about it here. Exactly. I wouldn't hold your fucking so, breath. So don't, <laughs> so don't expect to hear anything about the English Super League. <laughs> you got anything else to talk about? No. I think we'll... Uh, let's just get amongst it, shall we? All right. Looking forward to this episode. Okay. Into the news. Okay, we asked you guys on Twitter basically just to give us some of your uh, your off-season stories because while there are some news stories out at the moment, it's all kind of it's all the same, you know. So such and such is going to have a big season. Why this team's going to win? Yeah, are going to win the comp. Uh, are going to win the comp, you know, because they lost their grand final, you know, the other the other week with the charity shield, um, stuff like that. So rather than that, I wanted to get put it out there and see what people's uh, favourite stories were from like you know the off season and particularly like the controversial ones. And by far and away, the number one story would have had to have been Willie Mason on Twitter getting loose. Willie's meltdowns. He had numerous meltdowns. The first one was a cracker. He basically uh, people were just telling him he was a useless player. As as you know, which is pretty much what Twitter was invented for, I think. And uh, I disagree. I think people are a bit harsh, but he probably shouldn't have reacted in the way that he did. <laughs> what, what, so, did you think they're actually? I thought they're they fairly spot on and um, <laughs> constructive in their criticism as well. I might add. Um, <laughs> I mean, sure, you know, this, this, it was tough love, but it was love. And Willie melted down, basically just telling people that you know they'd never fucking achieved anything in their life like he has, and and on and on and on. And that was fine because meltdowns are hilarious and they and they happen quite a lot with sports people, you know, to varying degrees. But the best part was about a day later, after it hit the papers and all that sort of thing, Willie comes out and says that uh, he left his phone somewhere and um, it was hacked. hacked it. Someone hacked it. Yeah. So it wasn't him. And then and then two days later, someone said something he didn't like and he melted down on them pretty much the same way the hacker did. So yeah, righto, Willie. <laughs> I just found it interesting. Like, Willie is, is a guy that's always... Um Profess to be the type of person that always speaks his mind and, and stands up for what he believes in and, and tells people how it is. Yeah. 
And all he did on Twitter was probably exactly what he said that he's done his whole life, and that's the type of person he is, and that's what makes him Willie Mason. Yeah. And then immediately retracted it. Yeah. And then immediately continued to do it. I, yeah. It's just bizarre. There was no need for the retraction. At the end of the day, he should have just stuck with it. Yeah, I probably used some choice words. I probably should have reacted a bit differently, but I'm an emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I took offense to what they were saying, and um, the rest is Twitter history. But uh, I just found it a little bit odd that he would come out and retract what he said, you know, whether... That was advice from his management as far as his chances of getting an NRL contract, which were probably slim as it was. Yeah, but anyway, that was... the Tigers, I'd probably scare the Tigers off because they were... Tigers, the Tigers have still probably got their hooks in. <laughs> they'll, they'll bring him out when the Blair, Blair as the entire pack experiment fails. They'll get him some backup. Yeah, in, in 15 years' time, <laughs> after 10 premierships or something. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. maybe then we'll look at Willie Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you will. Until then, Adam Blair will do us. Thank you very much. But Willie Mason, definitely the absolute fucking biggest gronk of the off-season by, by a country mile. And, I, uh, I, I, thought, I thought it was a worse look that he retracted it and made up some bullshit story about a hacker than... Oh, it just, made it, 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 just made it better and better because I love watching those blow-ups. They're hilarious. Well, you create them a lot of the time. <laughs> I try. I yeah. try. I tried, this, I tried to start... I tried to, you know, get, get my hooks into Billy Slater. Didn't bite. Mm. I mean, I, he's better than you. He's uh, better than you. He doesn't need to. Re- tried to try to get my hooks into Cam Smith. Himself. Didn't bite. Although, tried to get my hooks into Adam Blair. Sent him a tweet and said, uh, "You know, welcome. To, you know, my friend Glenn reckons you're the future of the West Tigers." It's true. <laughs> and, I mean, you weren't making it up. And he and he gave you an RT. He did. <laughs> and he said, "Chur." He gave me a shout. But don't out. but don't feel special because he puts hash chur on the end of every fucking tweet he does. <laughs> I imagine a conversation with Adam Blair in, in real life would be very interesting. Be I'll be Adam Blair and you be you. Chur. No, no, I'm Adam Blair. Wait, you're you. On, who am I again? <laughs> you're you. So you're like Adam Blair. <laughs> Hang on, I'll go get six of my mates, and we'll all put fucking manly jerseys on, and we'll get this party started. Sure. <laughs> and, and so on and so forth. And if anyone uh, has has an issue with that, my podcast got hacked. <laughs> it wasn't me. Your head uh, got hacked. Uh, serious stories. Uh, independent commission. Um, who would have thought that this would ever actually happen after being. <laughs> We spoke about it for two seasons. We spoke about it towards the end of our first season when it was supposed to happen. We talked about it when there was a date set before the end of the the season, before we actually finished recording last season. And finally, four months later, it's happened. So it's a good thing. Immediately uh, immediately they've started to uh, make some changes, positive changes, I think. Uh, The McIntyre system has got the ass. It's Gornsky. And then they've adopted the ARL system from back in 95, 96. Which a lot of people were falsely saying is the AFL system, but really. The system, the AFL copied off the AFL, uh, the, the ARL in, yes. from 95-96 because um, AFL has only been using it since the year 2000 anyway. Um, I think it's a good thing. It's a, it's a positive sign that the Independent Commission is listening to the criticism and the feedback out there and, and acting on it. That's a positive sign. As for the McIntyre system, I didn't really give a shit. I didn't care. Didn't stop us from winning. <laughs> if your team's good enough they'll keep winning and they'll uh, exactly they'll you take got, it out if, you got to beat if they're not good enough they'll get done the last 20 seconds of a semi-final that they lead for you know 79 and a half minutes and um, and they won't win that's basically how yeah, and I that, still really haven't got over that and that doesn't and, and that has nothing to do with where you finish on the ladder and, and what order you play your, your, your finals in because uh, ultimately it usually happens when it's down to four teams <laughs> yes 
Yes. Although this time it didn't, didn't it? You went out earlier than that. Yes. You went out the week before it got down to four. Are we going to really... I thought this was about this season, not just, reliving last season. Just thinking aloud. Anyway. Just thinking aloud. But uh, a good thing for the Independent Commission, um, and let's hope that they... 13 minutes and 37 seconds in, and already I want to punch you in the throat. With tears in your just eyes. Just like last season. With tears in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have flashbacks to that time when West Tiger, <laughs> to that time when the West Tigers didn't get into the grand final. Oh, that time. Yeah, like that yeah, one. That's a lot of flashbacks. <laughs> like that one, hundred times. <laughs> Actually, speaking of the West Tigers, oh, yeah. in the, the story, I didn't have it written down. But how's? I mean, you're. I mean, everyone now listening to the show will know that when it comes to the West Tigers. You're from the West side of the equation. Yes. Obviously, you're a West Tigers fan now because you've got no other choice. But you were West, like the old man, everything, you know, down the line, West, yes, right? Magpies, yes. And so how do you feel about uh, the West Tigers pretty much shutting out the... They're starting to shut out the whole West uh, side look, of the equation. From a nostalgia point of view and, a, and a, you know, where my, where my bloodlines run, it's it's disheartening and it's disappointing. But, I don't know, you can't, you can't cling to that stuff forever if it's not, you know... Sport these days is about making money, and the Tigers made a, a business decision not to run two New South Wales Cup teams, and that's the way they decided to run, and it saves the club a few hundred grand a year. Um, you know, I'm a Tigers fan through and through. You can't take that away. But it is, you know, for nostalgic reasons, you would like to see the black and whites run around, but I find it hard to be too critical of the Tigers given that it would be awfully hypocritical of me to do so given that I haven't really bought a West Magpies membership since they became the West Tigers and I haven't bought any West Magpies merchandise or contributed to their existence in any way, shape or form. So it's hard for Does the Hamburglar jersey count? No, well the Tigers <laughs> would have got all that cash, wouldn't they? So, uh, no, it's, look, it'd be awfully hypocritical of me to have too much to say about the, the Magpies because I haven't uh, done my bit to keep them around. It is disappointing but um, sport these days is big business it's all about money and the Tigers have tried to make a sound business decision as a member of the West Tigers I'm fucking disgusted in the way they're treating, <laughs> they're treating the West part of the equation they're shitting on our heritage <laughs> and so oh. and so West yes. like, like North do you reckon we'll, we'll like North, a, a like North run of getting that out every week as yeah. a member of the West Tigers <laughs> yeah. dot 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 oh yeah absolutely now, uh, insert diatribe here and so the poor old Westies just like Norths and Illawarra and the Rabbitohs before them, a dead yeah. club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't even argue it. Let's keep it. Let's keep on the on the theme with um the, the West Tigers. How do you feel about the West Tigers driving up the price of general admission to basically force people to buy memberships? Well, if it helps them win the, win the membership race, <laughs> that, that, and thing. what that's like ten grand or something. It's only like ten grand they kick in if they win that. Yeah, that's all right. So you think that ten grand is going to cover the you know? The patrons to a game? Well, if they get a packed house at Leichhardt, then it's a smart move, isn't it? Well, they have to get a packed house every single week, and the members have to use their tickets. Well, they're not doing that for every game. It was the start of the, start of the season. First game. Yeah, but I think yeah, it's a trend that's... I think I, I would say that because they've kind of got away with it, there's a little bit of an outcry, but because they've kind of got away with it, more to come. Maybe. If you can afford to go to the game, then you'll be at the game. And if they continue to pack out stadiums... <laughs> what's, the number one, what's the one number one complaint of people? It's too expensive to get into the game with the family. So what do they do to alleviate that? Jack up the prices. <laughs> <laughs> and as a West Tigers hey, member, I'm disgusted. you get a membership pack? I mean, that's value money. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Cheap shit. 
As a West Tigers member, I'm disgusted by the way that they're treating treating the rank and file fans. I mean, I'd like to stand up for the little guys. You know, it's it's what the foundations of the club were built on. I mean, it wasn't built it wasn't built on glory and glory and premierships here in and three story house on the hill. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I mean, two cars in the garage. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I was saying like, you know, it's not the Tigers. What are you saying about being hypocritical? I'm saying the Tigers, the tig- you know, like you know, the club that I'm a member of, the Tigers. I mean, they weren't built on, they weren't built on foundations like that. They're, they're, for, the, they're for the little guy. I mean, really? they're not like manly. They're built on premiership glory. Premiership glory and money. Ever been to Balmain? <laughs> of course I have. That's right. <laughs> to get some fine macarons from Adriano oh, Zumbo's patisserie. I bet you have. And you would have probably noticed some of the property in Balmain. Yes, yeah. Well, I I stand corrected. I was talking more of the West half and they killed them in the story we said before. So That's right. Fair enough. Anyway, the West Magpies, um, part of the you know fans from that side of the merger will happily watch the Tigers games on their hacked Foxtel. <laughs> That they somehow managed to pick up on a coat hanger. (laughs) Or that they walked out from someone else's back door with, whilst they were conveniently out at the time. Yes. Uh, What other stories we got here? Jesus Christ, it's very Tigers heavy. Gareth, he's leaving. The great man. Finally, he's woken up to himself. Takes takes a while to beat it into a pommy head, let me tell you. I mean, he does have a head. It must be about eight inches thick, I think. Yeah. Matches his chin. Exactly. And it just shows how long it takes to, the, the, the facts to penetrate an eight, eight inches thick head. Look, there's... Um, <laughs> One year less than you signed for. There's nothing you can say <laughs> about Gareth Ellis other than the fact that he's proven to be probably our most comp- consistent player for the three seasons so far that well, he's been there. Given that he's won, won the Players Player Award, or player, Club Player running. of the Year three years running, yeah. And probably would have, you know, if he had been there ten years, he probably would have been ten years running. Certainly won't be backing against him this year to take it out again. <laughs> Uh, he's contributed as much as anyone to, to the Tigers during his stint there, and it's going to be a hell of a shame to see him go, but I, I just don't know who replaces him. That's that's the... Adam Blair. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. And once again... <laughs> maybe Glenn Stewart will come over. <laughs> yeah, Imagine the punch-ups and training. Yeah, they'd be, yeah, pack into a scrum, and he's just like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd it's almost like to succumb. Very, very sad day to see Gareth Ellis announce that he's going to leave the club. And I love him as a player. And I mean, you can't knock his service to the club. He's given his heart and soul in his three seasons. He's the consummate professional. Until the end, where he broke his con- where he where he want, where, you know, requested to leave his contract that he actually signed. Well, in his know. three years there, he's contributed that of like. <laughs> Six years for any other players, so he's welcome to leave early. Oh, so if you're going to start bringing that stipulation to contracts now, I'm going to sign a six-year deal for you know this much money. But if I if I if I actually perform six years worth of goodness in three years, then I'm going to walk out. Yeah, there's no other player in the NRL that's capable of doing what Gareth Ellis does. He's Gareth Ellis. <laughs> Carry the Tigers on his back. That's right. That was just too much for Benji. Other than Adam Blair. Who just about crippled. Probably do it. Just Adam about, Blair just about crippled Robbie last season too. That <laughs> trying to do that. <laughs> Um, what else have we got here? Any any other bagging? As West Tigers member, how do you feel about Gareth Ellis leaving the club? You're disgusted, I bet. That's great. <laughs> That's great, Gareth. Freeze up, freeze up money. Last to, three years have been great, Gareth. Free, free, freeze up money to. Uh, I mean, yeah, as as a West Tigers member, I, I like that it frees up money to to get a succession plan in for Robbie Farah and maybe bring someone like John Morris across. <laughs> Back, the prodigal son returns. <laughs> Just starting to realise what I wasn't missing about this show. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. Another bit of news. Sad news. This was uh, last week, I believe. 
Anthony Watts done his knee. Career, his, his English, his English is finished. Yeah, it's a damn shame. Shame, isn't it? It is a damn shame. <laughs> you got any other news stories? I know I sprung that one on you. You like it? I do. I always like it when you hit me with stuff that you have. While you're thinking, me about. while you're thinking about it, I'll regale you with another story. I don't know if you saw it, it was on Twitter the other day. It was back to the West Tigers jacking up the price, and I busted out my my soon-to-be infamous line. As a, as a West Tigers <laughs> member, I'm disgusted in blah, blah. And the grill team on Twitter, they yes. replied to me and said, we want to call you and talk about this situation. Uh, I'm like, uh, uh, I wish I, I wish I had been quick enough on my on my feet to say, yes, yes, do that. And then let me just spray them. <laughs> but no, I said, no, mate. Look, to be honest, I'm only a member because I lost the bet and I, I'm in Brisbane and I don't give a fuck. So for those three reasons, I must politely recline, decline a request. First time in your life you've been honest. Yeah. Anyway. Let's move on. Season 2012. Let's run the rule through the size and uh, maybe try and predict with uncanny accuracy like I did last season. As always. Well, I mean... Yeah, you know, think of the highlights like you are your your bold prediction of the Warriors to get the spoon in our first season. Yeah, they worked out really well. Didn't really happen that way. No, I think we got uh, the storm to finish second last last year. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, who did you pick to get the spoon though? Outright spoon. It might have been the storm. You said because you said that the Titans were going to slide, but you didn't pick them for the spoon. But you were close. Mm. I mean, you had them like thirteen, maybe or something like that. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. Whoever it was, it was wrong. Yeah, you can be certain of that. And on the other side of the coin. I did pick Manly to win the Premiership, which they did. I did pick them not to win the minor Premiership, just to sort of go top four, which they did. Fucking He's genius. Still going. Nostradamus. Fucking hell. <laughs> now, how are we going to work through the teams? Uh, are we going to... Same as we do every year, you idiot. How we do it last year, I forget. Fucking through through the finishing position last year. Two sitting next to each other. Yeah, well, yeah. No, do, we do, do, do we go through the, fini- the, the, the final, yeah. final position? Okay. Final well, positions. You got final positions in front of you? No, do you? No. Oh. That's professional. You're the one with the computer in front of you. Oh, no. Two, yeah. actually. Yeah, stop talking. How many of those computers have the last season's results on them? None, stop, it would seem. Stop talking. Okay, so are we going to start from the bottom or go up from the top down? We start from the bottom. We do? Fuck, I'm it's glad like you... you've never done this before, you it, idiot. It really is. I have no recollection of ever doing this before. <laughs> What's football? This explains why you're so shit at it. Okay, so the Spooners last year, the Gold Coast Titans. Unfortunately for our good mate Choppy, but uh, I guess fortunately for 15 other teams. <laughs> <laughs> so how you got the, Titan, the Titans going this season? I reckon the Titans are going to go all right this season, despite the fact they've got no fight eight. As such, it remains to be seen how Jordan Rankin's going to go. Arguably, they don't have a halfback either. They didn't last year. Revelatory. Did they find him? I can't believe you said that. You went missing about round four. (laughs) I think with with the buys that they've made with Idris and Miles Douglas coming into the squad, makes them very, very formidable. Princey and Bird, obviously, Bailey and little Matty Srama. Yep. I think they've got the side. I think they'll finish about fifth this season. Wow, that high. Yep, which is a big jump from where they finished last year, but 
I think they'll turn it around. <sighs> That's a big call. I have got the Gold Coast Titans finishing ninth. A massive improvement, on, it is a massive improvement on last season. Not quite but, as but massive not, as... But not good enough. Because although I like some of the buys they've made, they still have a lot of old dead wood in there. And um, I don't know if they're waiting for them to die or if they're waiting <laughs> to ship them off to England. But while they're there, I mean, they still have, at, at its core, they still have quite an ageing side. They have some good youngsters like, you know, yeah, like Banana Sharma and Ryan James coming through. Rankin, I mean, yeah, they've got some great young guys, but they're still, a, you know, a slightly older sort of core. And I then, still, like, they're going to have one of the quickest back lines in the comp. You think you're going to have Zillman at fullback, yeah. um, MC Kilogram and David Mead on the wings, yeah. Champion and Idris in the centres, yeah. and then TBA 5'8", probably Rankin. How's it, get, how's it get from the hooker to those guys? Sorry? Without halves, how's it get from the hooker? You, he picks it up from dummy half. You're completely discounting Scott Prince, you idiot. You're just, Pretty much. just trying to stir people up. Pretty much. I wish you'd just speak the truth for once in your miserable I just, life. I think I think they're going to make a big... Uh, I think they're going to, you know, like 16th to 9th is a good jump. It is. I'm not saying they're going to be shit, but there are other teams I think as well they are going to jump, and that is what's going to cost them. So, you know, they, they've got to jump a lot of teams to get up to 9th. So, you know, it'll be a good year for them, and then they can build on that, and, you know, maybe next year they'll do something good. Or better. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. So coming probably up, not us. Canberra Raiders. Last year they were, they suffered from um, a total lack of uh, cat's hair Campisi and yes. a total surplus of Matt Orford I in the early rounds. Twelve minutes or something. Didn't it was less than that. I think it was more like five. It was like a, it was like one tackle. He ran. He ran on, made a tackle, injured, get off again. Horrible, horrible luck. I mean, it was like you'd, you'd think it was. You'd think he'd you know been getting blood transfusions from Josh Dugan. <laughs> Now, um, well, Josh Dugan does actually stay on the field when he gets hurt. He gets hurt every tackle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, then, he has, the then he has three weeks off and comes back, has one one week in and then three weeks off. And look, you, you know when you look it. at when you look at the players they've bought, I'm surprised I'm not tipping them to win the comp. Michael Barney. <laughs> but that's counteracted by the loss of Matt Orford. <laughs> Very true. So where do you have them? First up, number. Put a number on it. I've got the Raiders finish, finishing thirteenth. I think the loss of Alan Tung to retirement is going to hurt them more than what, when, more than they realise. Yep. Um, it's akin to ripping like if someone was to rip your heart out if you had one. Yep. It wouldn't go very well, would you? Yep. And yeah, I, Sean Berrigan. I think he had some solid performances for the Warriors last year, but didn't really. I think so. Um, didn't really show me that he was going to be. And he's not going to be getting better. No, Either, that's you right. know, he's like he's going to be, be the type of player. It's going to be decreasing the de- decreasing yeah. output every year. So you know, they've got some exciting players, obviously in Campo and and Dugan, um, Ferguson on the wing as well. But I don't know. I think they'll, they'll be competitive, but just there or thereabouts, and I don't think they'll have enough to make the eight. I pretty much agree, and in fact, I've got them fifteenth. Jesus, really? Christ. Essentially, it's the same playing unit without tongue. Yeah, and the addition of Barney. And, and, and I'm surprised they're not going to finish seventh. And, and, fur, and furthermore, they've got the same coach, who which is has to be the biggest f- factor of all. Who ha- I mean, if he had been playing, if if he was coaching Penrith and getting no results, he would be sacked round three. Yeah. Dogs, he probably would have been sacked in the preseason. I and mean, if he was in my family and I hired him and he was coaching my football team, <laughs> yeah. would have sacked him fucking ages ago. Exactly. Exactly. I think. But your I don't family, care if your family or not. But the Blakely, fam- the Blakely family clearly do things different to the Ferner family. <laughs> and as such, although he'd have to be one of the f- closest coaches to the chopping block, I think, this season, you'd think if it was continually poor results, I predict he will get sacked at the end of the season because they're going to come 15th. 
put the house on it. Two years of second last. Exactly. No improvement in the Raiders at all. 14th last season were the Parramatta Eels. Only by the fact that they played Spoonapalooza and were playing off to avoid the spoon in the very last round of the game we attended. And they won that match very convincingly, I might add. Unfortunately for the poor old Titans. But Parramatta, they were 80 minutes away from the spoon. They were. They've made a couple of significant buys. Obviously, the the major one being Chris Sandow. And obviously, Ben Roberts as well. So, they're completely new halves combination. So, I wouldn't imagine they're going to start the season too... To flash, I believe they're going to have some exciting attack in them. Definitely. So Tonga now in the centres with his brother, probably. Yep. Um, obviously, Jared Hayne, Ben Smith, Hindmarsh, you know, that, those sort of usual suspects are still there. But it's going to take some time for those new halves to click. I just don't know that you're going to find any consistency. Yep. And Ben Roberts isn't exactly renowned for his consistency. Exactly. And, San- and, and Sando either. I mean, when it came to to- contract time, he was playing the house down, uh, yeah. you know, for the games. But then when it came to the crunch, when South had a chance to get in, year. when South had the chance to get into the finals... In well, the he, la- wasn't gonna, he can't really carry the whole team. He was he was that. to get him into striking distance. I, I so where have you got him? I have the Eels finishing 11th. I have the Eels finishing 13th. And I think they the year for watch. Me. And I think even when they play teams like Cronulla and Newcastle, which have been epically Spoonapalooza, Vuvuzela performances, yep. I think they might have been exciting in those games. Wow. I still won't watch them. That's probably more the fact that more, be more because a, Cronulla a larger and larger highlights. That's, that's more because Cronulla and Newcastle will be improvers this year. <laughs> <laughs> really, thirteenth. Uh, sorry, Eels fans. Next team on the list: the Sharkies, thirteenth last season, with an incredible seven wins. 17 losses and two all-important wins over the bye. <laughs> How you got the Sharkies going? Well, a big factor for the Sharks is obviously the, the purchase of Todd Carney. Um, mm-hmm. And Todd Carney on a redemption year is always a good time to have him. <laughs> exactly. He, he might win you the Dalian. You don't want him in destruction year. He you might win the, redemption year. He might win the Dalian this year. <laughs> you, you may just <laughs> But next that. year, stay away from Northies, folks. Yeah. Next year, you don't want to get within a two-kilometre radius of uh, Todd Carney's explosion. No. But uh, this season, I think he'll he'll keep his head down, he'll stay out of the papers, and he'll lift the Sharkies. And the the biggest spin-off of that is the fact that Paul Gallon's going to have someone to work with yep. in the fact that he's not out there busting his hump every week on his own. Yeah. Um, and they're going to have some attacking potency. They're going to play off the back of what Carney can create single-handedly, and they've got some exciting outside backs um, in Gardner. And I See, that's the problem I have for them. I think that Carney can go fantastic. <laughs> Did I they've, say outside backs? Yeah, they've got a foot. They've got, yeah, they've got one. A fo- yeah, exactly. Gardner, what, what I would would say is that they've got a great forward pack. You which should will, need a couple of centres, though. Yeah. I mean, they've got a great foot forward pack that's going to give Carney time to do his thing, which will be great. But with the exception of Gardner, they've got nothing. There's no there's no attacking potency out wide for the Sharks, so I think that's where they're going to struggle. And I have them improving uh, a lot, quite a lot. And I think they'll probably threaten the eight, but I've got them finishing tenth because I just don't think they'll have enough to get them there all the way. Well, I think off the back of their forwards, the heart of Gallon, um, and obviously Carney's brilliance that I think he'll bring to the side, and just some of those other bit players growing an extra leg off the back of that. I've got the Sharkies finishing seventh. That's incredible, the In Sharks. The that's 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 fuck. That's going to backfire on you. <laughs> next, 
12th last season with a 9 and 15 record. Penny Panthers. I rate Todd Carney. You really, you really do. Redemption year. You really do rate Todd Carney. He's not that flash and destruction year, but redemption year. Fantastic. <laughs> so, okay, well, I'm going to remind you of that statement later on in the show. You do that. Now, we're talking about Penrith. Yes. By their own admission, Panthers in a rebuilding year. And Correct. that's never something you want to hear your club say yep. <laughs> before the start of the season. We're in a rebuilding year, yeah. which means we're not expecting to go that flash. Please buy your memberships. <laughs> lost, some, uh, lost some forwards. Big pet. Oh, Waterhouse. Petro is a massive loss. Waterhouse was on the downhill slide as it was. So I don't know that he's as big a loss as what he would have been a few years ago. Luke Lewis has been installed as captain, and I think that, that'll add another dimension to his game. Just reward for a, a, a career of loyal service. He apart would from have all the had every right to walk out on the club <laughs> if he hadn't got the captaincy. I don't know who would have got it over him. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a story in the off-season that he was... Well, actually, no, it's not the off-season. It was like the story from a while back where he was, he was looking to be signed, sealed, and delivered to South. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, magically stayed. Um, obviously, they've got the addition of Gus Gould on top of everything. Yeah, I I love the fact that, that Gus is involved at the club, and I think yep. he'll bring a lot, just with his profile, not to mention his knowledge of the game and his yep. contacts um, and the respect that, that players have for him in general. Yep. I just don't think this is going to be the year that it all clicks for Penrith. I think they'll no. need another season with Cleary in charge and Gus, you know, pulling the reins from above. And as much as, yeah, it pains me to admit because I like Penrith as a squad. They've got a lot of players that I really enjoy watching, like Michael Gordon, yep. Jennings, Luke Walsh, and also Luke Lewis as well. But I just don't know. I think Petro is a massive loss. And I think the battle between Coote and Gordon. D- may have a detri- detrimental effect to the team. Yeah, and somehow Coots managed to to uh, get the nod for the for yeah, the start of the season, is, which is just insane. I mean, insane. To, I said. Sorry, <laughs> I said it's insane. Don't try and say it's not. <laughs> if you look at Lachlan Coots' form from two thousand and ten, yeah, he was he was every bit as good as what Gordon is. I just think with Coots' injuries, he, he sort of. Lot, gave up a lot of the edge to, to Gordon and and I, I think Gordon's ceiling is higher but I don't think they lose too much with Coote there but Gordon has admitted he doesn't want to be a winger he wants to be a fullback yep. and if he's going to be stuck out there in the wing how can you get the best out of the play exactly um, might be an early season pick up it pains me to say it I was born there I um, I love a lot of their players and I really think the potential in the Penrith club is, is quite high but they're not realising it this year I've got them finishing last that's the spooner for you. Oh, the first the of, kiss of life. The first, the first of the big spoon Pop bombshells. Bow. The big spoon bombs that happened this season. Because let me tell you, you think that's a spoon bomb. Just wait till I got coming up, and uh, I've picked them fourteenth. So not a lot better. No. But yeah, it is a rebuilding year. So build away, little fellas, and maybe you'll come back and be a real football team one day. Greg Alexander, you got him finishing eighth. Not that he's biased or anything. Wow, and that's a biased guy's call. So that's like his eighth is a sixteenth. Really? <laughs> now. And MG's probably got him, what, in the, in the four? Oh, he's, MG's probably got him taking out the comp. Yeah. All right. For the next three years. Next team, number 11, the Roosters. The 11th, very flattering on the Roosters, actually, because their record wasn't that great leading into the final probably quarter of the year. They picked up a little bit of form to end the year, grab a few wins on the trot, and uh, you know get themselves into sort of somewhat respectable territory. Yeah, they really did finish quite strongly given a lot of the issues they had at the obviously start they of the were season. piloted by Todd Carney you know, in, in, a, in a destruction year yeah implosion year well when you say piloted you mean in a JFK junior way <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um, 
Oh, I'm not sure about their acquisitions. They've got, obviously... Lots of kids. Yeah. They've lost Nate Miles, Jason Riles, and Phil Graham. You can argue argue how positive the Daniel loss of Con Jason Riles is. retired. He was, he was quite the consistent performer. But for he him. retired, like, sort of He's midway through the season. sexy man. Yeah, the illustrated sexy man. He, uh... He left what, what mid-season, I think. Dan, um, Dan Mortimer, he intrigues me. Does he? Is it the piercing blue eyes? He does have some baby blues on him, and I think Brian Smith has looked into those, and he's seen a fullback. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> of, of all the things I've seen and the times when I've looked one of those... Dan Mortimer's eyes, I've never yeah. once seen a fucking fullback. No, no, exactly. Um, and and of course, two dads as well. Pretty well, yeah, he had a very much a down year compared to where he was a season previous, and I, Dan Mortimer, I think, has shown that he can be a first grader. Yep. Is he going to be at the Roosters? Yeah, where does first, he fit in? a first grader at Parramatta. If he's and then playing he fullback, where does Minicello go? And if Minicello goes to the wing, where do Parrot and and BJ Lua, who was, you know, despite some appalling performances at times, he still maintained his spot in first grade. Yeah. Um, he's not going to play in the halves. They've got Jake Friend and also Anthony Mitchell. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. He's, he's not, not going to play, play in the halves unless that's the big thing, you know. If he's going to crash and burn, then they'll start looking for answers and they might, you know, shift Braith around to lock and you know try maybe try him out there. But yeah, I mean, he certainly won't start the season in that position. Um, for me, he he played five eight at Parra, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. So there's every opportunity for him. You know, if Anasta, you know, Anasta's playing for another contract as well. Yep. Um, he wants to play five eight. He said that's his preferred position. You know, how do you get the best out of him if he's yeah. moved around into the into the forwards? And you can't argue with the way that he kind of pulled the team up by the bootstraps after they finally resolved the whole Carney issue. No, exactly right. And it was all off the back of his leadership, and yep. and his leadership in the last few seasons has been as good as anyone else's. So, um, put a number on them. I will put a number of fifteen on them. Fifteen, second last. Yes, you're a harsh man. I think Smith um, is probably outstayed his welcome at Bondi, and I think if they have some really ordinary performances to start the season, um, you know, it's not like it hasn't been done before. Yeah, exactly. To people much more beloved, too, I'm, uh, I would say. Oh, it, I meant to Brian Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to Brian Smith, yeah. But it's also happened at East before yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And to certainly people who are much more beloved in the Roosters yeah, exactly. franchise. Uh, I've got them finishing 12th. There you go. So we're not a million miles away. No. Well, I mean, I've got them dropping one spot. You've got them plummeting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you have anything else to say on the Roosters? No, I'm done. Okay, cool. So we got to the team that finished 10th last season with an 11-13 and 13 record, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs, you call them. I did. Every week. Every single week. And don't the fans love it? No, they don't, actually. <laughs> they do not like it one little bit. Big changes at Redfern. Obviously, Sandow leaving the club that he uh, carried on his back there for a season and mm-hmm. a bit once he found his consistency. Um, new coach comes in. Who can coach, apparently? Well, yeah, there's. he comes from a good pedigree. Yeah. He's got, he's comes got from a the good resume. System. Yeah. Whether, if, whether or not that translates into uh, a head coaching successful tenure there at, at the Rabbitohs. Well, there's a certain coach over at the, at, at the Parramatta Eels as well who came out of the same coaching system and he hasn't exactly been setting the world a lot. Well, that's true, but I, I'm, they may have been coached at Melbourne. I don't know how many TAFE classes they did in making silk purses out of sow's ears. True. Um, well, onto the rabbit hole. Did you learn that at TAFE? I don't know. Um, and speaking and, and of this, speaking and of... such is the, uh, the prospect in front of uh, Michael Maguire. 
He's got some cracking forwards. Awesome forward with. pack. If they um, can keep them all on them, the field. Most of them named Burgess. Yeah, there's about so probably what, six, six, nine. Is there nine now? I think there's about nine Burgesses in, in the squad. If Isaac get a jail for murder on the field, not the dance floor. Yep. Could be um, could get a life suspension this year. He's been working towards it over the last couple of seasons. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a real crack He's at real... getting it towards the end of last season mm-hmm. in, the, in the Four Nations. And given that they've got a great forward pack, if they can keep them healthy, and they haven't been... Uh, last they have season, had some issues with that. Last season, they pretty much had a pack on the sideline for the entire year at varying, you know, varying times. Definitely. But any time they're going to start Crocker, Taylor, Asatasi, Luke and Sam Burgess... And Isaac Luke in the hooking mm-hmm. spot, they're going to be competitive regardless of what their backs do. Um, and then, of course, you've got Inglis. Um, Matt King comes into the side, which is an interesting buy. Um, Nathan Merritt. And James Robertson, Chris McQueen on the wings as well. Yep. I think they got some really good experience last year. Um, in you know, When Seas were going through a bit of a tough patch, they, they stood up and showed that they've got good speed and, and they're quite solid wingers. So they might take a step up this year as well and add a bit of an, another element to their attack. So uh, having said that, I think the Rabbits might yet again just fall that little bit short and I think they'll finish ninth. I have them in 11th. I uh, think there's too much pressure on Reynolds. I, I agree with what you I agree with everything you say, but like uh, the, the rundown on the Titans, awesome forwards, and they do have some great backs, but a combination, a halves combination of Sutton and Reynolds. Reynolds could be fantastic, but he's inexperienced, so we don't know. Sutton, we know what we get out of Sutton. What we don't know what we get get. It's inconsistency plus. Yeah. So putting those we two know together next week that we won't get what we got last week. Exactly. So <laughs> I don't. You know that's the that's the biggest question mark. And you know they could finish higher than eleventh. I mean, no doubt about it. But. You know, it's hard to judge on that, that halves combination at the moment. You know, let's give it a month or two and see how they go. Sure, but they're saying that, you know, Manly did it with Cherry Evans with a rookie halfback and took him all the way to the to win the comp last season. I just don't know that that's going to translate into success for South Sydney this yeah. season. So. Yeah, I mean, that's their justification, but I mean... Good luck to the kid. And Reynolds has done well in the in the uh, you know the lower grades, but the other thing is he's um he's younger than Cherry Evans, and Cherry Evans had already proved himself, you know, in Toyota Cup and then, you know, and, and in the Queensland Cup, so... And having said that, he, Cherry Evans was dealing with a fan base that wasn't quite as rabid as, uh, as the South Sydney... <laughs> fan base that's sort of hoping for success. Yeah, well... The, if I mean, he has a few shocking performances, they'll turn on him like something that turns well, yeah, well, things quickly. Well, when it comes to, when, you know, when it comes when it comes to, you know, <laughs> like success, the Rabbitohs are like Ethiopians. They're starving for it. Manly, on the other hand, we've already been to Sizzler and we're pretty full at the moment. So, <laughs> you know how it goes. I mean, you know... Let's move on to the next team. Okay, next team. So, we are in the team that finished... Ninth last season, the Canterbury Bulldogs, twelve and twelve last season was their record. Yes, finished just out of the eight. In fact, they were tied on. Uh, they lost on four and against significantly by about seventy five points, but they were level on points. Do you want to start us off on the Bulldogs, mate? Or? Well, Bulldogs. How do I start? Where's my notes on the Bulldogs? I can tell you where you can start. There, inconsistent, coach. inconsistent last year. Um, they started off well. They looked even. They looked really good up until the point of the uh, even the double header. Remember they they smashed the Titans. Probably they looked really good. Like twenty four. They were twenty four nil up at one stage. I'm not sure Frank how it finished. Richard almost had a hat trick in about eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean they were smashing. They were knocking knocking Titans players out left and right. I mean it was you know great performance. And they also in the in the opening round. I mean they you know they beat the Tigers as well, which is something that you know we were surprised. Well, especially you know you were surprised to see. Um, 
I think they beat the Tigers every time they played them last year too, uh, which is incredible considering they didn't finish in the eight. Why are you bringing up old shit? I'm just I'm going I'm discussing the the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Allow me to. Now uh, they got a new coach, they but have. You I might think, have heard of him. Yeah, you might have heard of him. Uh, I believe his name is uh, <laughs> Haslam Al Desri, <laughs> and uh, also uh, Scumdog Millionaire, an absolute uh, lacking in character. And probably one of the worst humans ever shot out. Now, furthermore, <coughs> that's very I'll also I'll also say that he uh, he made his way into this side a year earlier than he expected, and as such, he's going to have to deal with a lot of the dead wood that's still in that side at least for another season, if not longer. Um, the dogs have talent; they have good forwards. I mean, it's the story of a lot of sides, I guess. They got some good forwards. Uh, they brought in um, Graham, who's a you know great player. Let's see how he adapts to also Australia. Untried. Yeah, and there's big things expected of him, but you know, not every pommer that comes over can be Gareth Ellis. Yeah, you know, I don't know that James Graham's going to win three Player of the Year awards in three seasons at the Bulldogs. I can't see that happening. No, I can't see it happening either. I mean, dogs really. I mean, let's get to okay. So the dogs are still missing some key players. They've probably got some of the worst halves in the comp as a combination in Trent Hodkinson and your mate Keating. I just I find it interesting you say that, given that Trent Hodkinson, not you know, twelve months ago, or probably well, twenty four months ago. Almost probably eighteen. No, you were singing his praises before the start of our first ever season. Yeah, yeah, that's I what I'm saying. So it's two years, two four years ago. Of the 2010 NRL season. I don't know why you're Stand bringing that up because you said Lottie DeCurie was too. We were both wrong. You know, we can be wrong. We're not perfect. <laughs> I was a lot closer than uh, you. Let's say that. But, but I got it right Trent last Hodkinson year. Did actually say, you did actually say that you know he was great and you sung his praises up until the point where he signed with the Bulldogs and then you, you turned on him. Because he's somebody sta- that turns on things very quickly. He, didn't, he, he started playing like shit. The con- maybe it was the contract stuff that was affecting his game, but he started playing like crap. And the thing is... I remember after you called him shit that he started winning games with field goals and stuff. You don't want to give him any credit for that? Well, he won. You know, he won the odd game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take that away from him. But I mean, he didn't do it. I mean, like it was the work of the manly. You know, the, yeah, the 16 players on the field, probably. You, you don't think he had any any good performances for the Bulldogs last year? Don't think he's no. When you sir are an ignorant ass. Where? If you're gonna, I think on. they've got the worst five eight in the competition. I'll agree with you there. I just don't think they've got the worst halves combination. Well, I he's think not he's a good halfback. He's not in the top eight halves. So if you got the worst, if you got the worst five eighth and like you know a middling halfback as a combined entity, you've got the worst halves in the comp. I mean, it's fucking simple don't mathematics. Baffle, don't baffle me with mathematics. And as Can't such, be done on an abacus. I don't want to know about. And it. as such, I do declare that the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs in season twenty twelve are dun, going to finish dun. stone motherless last sixteenth position wooden spoon. Rounds out the collection for Desi. That's just bitterness talking. It's not. I've, I've, I've thought long and hard about it, and there's just too much improvement in Cronulla, South Sydney, Sydney Roosters, Parramatta Eels, Canberra. <laughs> Basically, every, every other team is going to be better than them, and therefore they're going to finish with the spoon. <laughs> I think that's just bitterness talking. I have analysed this. I think this. it's going to come together for the dogs. It won't happen this season, though. And as you said, Desi come on a year earlier than he expected to. He's inheriting... Some, some quality pieces to a site. I just don't know that he's got the whole puzzle together. I think over the course of this season, he'll make some changes and he'll develop some some plays within the squad to be the players that he wants them to be. I just don't think it's going to come together for them in 2012 and I think they'll finish 10th. And what about Jimmy, Jimmy Kevin, Dimmick Rudd? 
sitting in the background, got deposed without even having it coaching the game <laughs> in season 2012. He was given the head, he was given the job, then it was snatched away from him. <laughs> He'll be in there wide out the whole time, going, you know, Todd, we're losing games, son. <laughs> Kevin was a favourite son. You got rid of him. <laughs> Get rid of this fucking mulleted fuckwit. <laughs> Oh, I love the way you talk about a man that you would have dead set humped <laughs> when four months ago. Yeah, yeah, I think you've been generous. I love it. You've been you've been generous. I don't think moving so. right along to I the team. Plenty to of your manly fans that would have humped him, <laughs> if oh, not yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, not I. Number eight, last season. Well, just let me touch your hair, Desi. With let once again, touch your hair. <laughs> I just want to touch your hair, Desi. Yeah, yank it back and cut his throat. Now. Newcastle finished 8th last season, 12-12 and 12 record, same as the Doggies, although they managed to have their points differential into the positive. And uh, by virtue of that, they were allowed to enter the finals and get smoked by Melbourne in the first round. Yes, that, that they did. Big changes over at Massive Newcastle. Massive changes. Sir Benny. Indeed. And he's a little fluffy. He's a little fluffy. The, the double team, the package act. They've yes. gone up. The yin and the yang. The Abbott and the Costello of the NRL. How are they going to go? I, They're going to improve from eighth position. I agree. They have better players. I'm not sure how great Baderis is going to be back in the side. I think Baderis will play a Luke Prudis role. That he loves the Knights. His commitment to the Knights is without, you know, certainly, certainly uh, not under question. No, definitely, definitely true. Fairly old and busted though. Yeah, I think he's going to contribute just enough with his passion and his experience. He'll be able to contribute, as I said, much the way that Luke Prittis did. For so he's saying he's trying to be time. like, you know, when, when, when Matt Hilda gets like a, a gash the size of the Grand Canyon or something. Which he's prone to do. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, then it's Bedaris' time to shine. <laughs> or when Kirk Gidley's off captaining or coaching from the... Captain captain coaching. Captain, ca- captain, captain coaching from the bench. Ca- captaining from the bench. Okay, yeah, we can't assert Benny that quickly. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's a passionate dude. I don't know how successful he's going to be, but they've, they have they had a decent roster of talent, but they were struck down by a lot of injuries last season. Those guys are going to be fit now. Um, their coaching has been upgraded significantly. What's your take on, on what Bennett starts with at Newcastle? Well, I think it's better than what he started with at St. George. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because it's a team that had injuries galore and still managed to keep themselves competitive for the... the you know, there's a few exceptions. There were a couple of games when they got really got smoked, but other than that... Injury prone, having their star players out too. I mean, like Gilly was out for a long time. You know, he had rep duty, he was injured, etc. Mm-hmm. Et so, I mean, they had a lot of players out. Um, they couldn't get a halves combination together. You know, they were, they were getting injured and out of form and everything all over shop. And they still managed to, you know, pull themselves into eighth position. Sure. So I think they're a team that had like a nucleus of like heart. Well, you look, even if you look at the spine of the side, as they like to call it, like Boyd's there. You know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, monosyllabic yeah. responses to interview questions. Well, true, you're going to get some pretty awesome play on the field and you're going to get lots of bedtime stories and cuddles with Uncle Wayne off the field. Yeah. Um, you compare the halves combination to what he had at St. George yep. in his first year there, Hornby and Soward. Soward yep. head case, Hornby consistent. Gidley probably cancels out the Hornby side of the equation, probably yep. part of the Soward one. <laughs> and Mullen... His his potential is greater than both Soward and Hornby. Yep. And Gidley. I'll tell you <laughs> what, his potential has been trumped up for a long, long time and hasn't really eventuated. If if Wayne Bennett can make Jamie Soward a state of origin representative. Mm, that's true. Jared Mullen. Let's just say he statue. made he made statue. He, he made him a state of origin representative. 
But he didn't make him a state of origin quality player. (laughs) (laughs) Much like Kurt Gidley. So, (laughs) yeah, I think Knights are going to finish sixth. Sixth. I got him better than that. I got him fourth. That's a big improvement. Yeah, that is a big improvement. I think they're going to be well four places though, and you're going to have to come to play whenever you play the Newcastle Knights and they're going to defend their guts out. And I think the fans, given the you know the tinkler money and everything, I think that the fans are going to embrace them more. I mean, they used to be really like sell that place out, like, you know, guaranteed every time sold out and, you know, dwindled a little bit. But I think that the fans in that region are going to be really excited by the changes that have happened and I think they're going to respond as well, which will make their home games, you know, probably a bit more intimidating for, you know, yeah, clubs, clubs that come up to play there. It's never easy to play there anyway, but with... A packed house. Exactly, it's Newcastle. There's no running water. Sorry, no running water. Sewers, open sewers down each side of the roads. It'd be a terrible place to go and play. (laughs) It's not India. (laughs) Okay, North Queensland Cowboys. They finished seventh. They look good uh, for a lot of the season. Uh, They're fourteen and ten record to finish it off. Earlier in the season, they were kind of pushing for you know top two, top four position. Uh, They faded off um, towards the end. Funnily enough, it wasn't when Thurston was injured. They won those games. Yeah. Or most of them. It was actually when Thurston came back, they kind of imploded. And uh, they... Read into that what you will. Yeah, and they slid down to finish in seventh position. How do you see them this season? Well, Robert Louis thinks Cowboys can win a grand final. Robert Louis also thinks that the way to get a woman to make you eggs is by punching her and kicking her in the face and slamming her head in a sliding fucking glass door. Allegedly. <laughs> Times gonna, two. I'm saying it. <laughs> you, you, can, you can speak for us. <laughs> Were they coming out of my mouth? Look, he, he can also Louis put away a carton of breezes too. If Louis doesn't go to jail, yeah, they could have pulled off the biggest coup in five years. Because yeah. he could just be the perfect combination for Thurston, especially for Thurston to move to five eight and yeah. accommodate him. I think he's he's. I think he'll make a better five eight than he will halfback. Let's just see if he stays out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, he's he's got some form on the board that might suggest that he, he may go to jail. So, yeah. But if he doesn't, they might go all right. If he doesn't, the best advice I can give to the Cowboys is uh, the day after you're knocked out of the finals or the competition. Yeah. Padded cell, arm guard. Yeah, exactly. Tranquilizer dart. Pour a carton of breezes into him and then just like handcuff him to, to something that you can't get away from. Yeah. Just, uh, just let him, you know, just for twenty four hours, get get past Not the witch. Not half a carton of breezes either, mind you. No, no, a, a full carton, yeah. Unbelievable. It's, I mean, I don't even. What's more revelatory? <laughs> that he's drinking breezes or that he drank a carton of the fucking thing. So many wrinkles in this story. Anyway, so you, so do you have anything else to add other than uh, the fair, the fortunes of Louis? I mean, obviously, got, Tarek got... Sims is is a big one. How he comes back from his injury. Yep. Um If he was as strong as he was. You know, until he got hurt last season, then you would imagine that he's going to improve as well, mm-hmm. um, given the experience that he gained. He was he was great based on little to no experience last year. So, yep. um, Matthew Scott, Dallas Johnson, some solid forward. You would imagine Seguiara is going to take over the hooking role, if not immediately. I think he'll assume that mantle by the end of the season, and that'll be his role, yep. um, full time. And you've also, you know, five five lower, Bowen, Tate, Winnerstein in the back line, Ashley Graham as well. He was probably one of their most consistent players last year. I think the Cowboys are going to finish fourth. I think they've got a big year ahead. I've got them as fifth and pretty much agree with everything you said. The only other thing, the thing is, though, uh, defensively, 
I mean, they've got good defense. Dallas Johnson obviously does his job, but they are prone to being opened up. So that's why I have them as fifth, because I just don't think defensively they're going to be up to the level of some of the teams above them. But I, you know, in saying that, you know, if you're fifth, you know, then the premiership is, you know, it's a realistic, you know, it's realistic from that position. So I certainly rate them. But um, yeah, fifth is how they're going to finish at the end of the regular season. Next, number six, we've got the Warriors. 14-10 and 10 record again. Got into sixth place on differential. How do you see the Warriors going? Look, after the way the Tigers' season finished last year, I'd like to say the Warriors are going to finish last and fold and never play rugby league again. But well, You've already said that uh, Penrith are going to get last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, the Warriors are going to be too good a side to ignore and they've got a really successful and strong season ahead of them, I think, even despite the fact that they're starting the season with a new coach. Mm-hmm. I think um, with what McLennan has shown in the past, with what he's done with the New Zealand side, yep. I think he's shown that he can get a squad of boys together um, and, and get them to play for him. And the fact that he's had a full off-season with these guys um, will probably be more than enough time for him to pull them together and, and get them to gel as a unit, considering how great they finished last year. So yeah. um, they would have been buoyed by the, the, the successful season they had, albeit getting done in the grand final would have been disappointing but overall it's it's a pretty successful season they had a great final series and no doubt they'll build off that Sean Johnson will go to another level um, you know their forwards are solid you know some good outside backs James Maloney I don't know if him signing to go elsewhere for next season is going to mm-hmm. be a disruptive influence I'm um, glad you mentioned it if he if he's the type of guy that can put that aside and, and give his all for the Warriors this season, then you would imagine that they're going to be as good, if not better, than what they were last year, and I think they'll finish third. I disagree. Okay. I think that they're going to finish sixth, exactly the same position as last year on the on the regular season. Mm-hmm. However, they're not going to proceed anywhere nearly as well as they did at the end of last season. I think that yeah, they've lost their coach, Cleary. I think that Maloney is going to be disinterested given that he's leaving. Um, you've got some. You've got Lance Hohire. He's gone to Super League and say what you want about him, but he was very experienced and he did pull him out of some shitty situations yeah, through definitely. last season. I think that well, Sean, he won a couple of games at the back yeah, end single-handedly. So. Sean Johnson, I think people... I mean, he's a known entity now. The surprise factor's gone with Sean Johnson. They're going to be prepared a lot more for him. He's a fantastic player. Make no doubt about it. But I think that... Um, yeah, I think that they're going to... I mean, it's it's hard to say that they're, they're going to slide. I think they're going to finish exactly the same uh, position on the table, but I don't think they're going to get that great run through um, all the way to the grand final uh, that they did in uh, 2011. I like their forwards especially. I think... Obviously, Lewis Brown doubles as a centre, but I think he's probably best used as a bit of a running back rower yep. as well. Um, then you've got Mannering and Mateo, Lilliman... Sam Rapira, I think he's hurt to start the season though. Yeah. Um Lilliman's injured, yeah. And obviously Michael Luck with those, you know, through the middle of the ruck and, and a lot of that clean up work that he does. Then Madalino as well, who I think is probably one of the most underrated props. Yep. Going around at the moment. Russell Packer as well. Yep. Brings a fair bit of he likes to bring a intimidation bit of intimidation to the field as well, as we saw with Lockie's head last season. <laughs> um Kevin Locke, there's some exciting players, some really solid, tough forwards, and yeah, I think they're going to have a great year. Okay, next side finished fifth in 2011. It's the Dragons. They finished with a 14-1-9 record. 
And uh, didn't they slide from the glory days? Yes. How do you see them in 2012? I see them being a very... I think they'll be competitive. I don't think they'll they'll get blown out. I think some of Bennett's legacy will, will remain, but I don't think they'll get blown out, but I think they're going to lose a lot of games, and I think they're going to finish about 14th. 14th? That's yes. fucking sensational. And I think one to two seasons of wallowing will do, their, do the club good. Not, Knock not, them off not, their fucking perch. Not 31 and a lot seasons. Of fans as well, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> They've been bleeding about this team for far too long. <laughs> Time they come back to earth. Yeah, I mean, I, I, just like you, I am sick to death of hearing, hearing from the fans. Um, they're living in the past. I mean, Colin, the Premiership was over a year ago now. Uh, get with the program. Uh, they got quality players still, no doubt about it. Um, Steve Price, although he's, you know, they can kind of argue that he's sort of come through the Wayne Bennett system. It was a pretty short-term system, only a couple of years, and uh, I don't think that he's going to be the same coach that Wayne Bennett is, and I mean, who is, really? Um, I think they'll start slowly. Uh, I, I definitely think, feel they'll drop. I think they'll lose some games. I think that Steve Price might end up punsky oh, at wow. some point. But That's a big call. But I don't think they're going to slide like as much as you said. I've still got them in the eight. I've got them finishing seventh. I think Tim Moulton was quite... Uh, quite the visionary I think he, he he saw that the dragons you know it quite the gen quite, quite the gen y little asshole I think really yeah it you was know? pretty poor form and poor form from the Tigers administration and as a member the, I disgusted. think the Tigers administration played their hand perfectly to suit their to, to suit themselves and they played it within the letter of the law albeit with a little bit of a bad taste yeah but look who might argue with Timmy Molson He's a champion. <laughs> Future halfback of the year, no doubt. Yeah, no. But what what effect does does Wayne Bennett leaving the club? What does that effect does that have on Jamie Soward? You know, did Wayne yeah. Bennett instill enough intestinal fortitude and, and mental toughness in him while he was there that he can get over the loss of the guy that instilled that in him? Remember how last season ended for Soward? Imploded for yeah. the most part. I think he'll be playing for Shell Harbour by the time this season's finished. <laughs> I I think that you're getting caught up with things that you wish will happen, <laughs> things that might actually happen. I think you're getting caught up. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see in you know what nine months or you know, six months or whatever it is. <laughs> and the coach looks like Mr. Bean, and I just don't think you can win when your coach looks like Mr. Bean. No, I agree. Next team, uh, West Tigers finished fourth. Gee, I would have thought I would have thought they'd finish higher than that. You know, given the way you were talking them up, but they only finished. Well, then they only won one more game than the Dragons too. Fancy that. Okay, so they had a 15-9 record, finished in fourth position, outright fourth, well behind the top three sides, of course. But they overcome you know, a lot of adversity with injuries to key players and large part of the seasons with a disrupted side, and, and really did well. infighting between Benji and Robbie. <laughs> Robbie being uh, pushed to the outer of the little Benji posse of uh, him and Maltz. <laughs> <laughs> what we lacked last year was Adam Blair. Hurt his feelings. What we've got this year is Adam Blair. <laughs> Therefore, we win. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, Humphreys. <laughs> your ass on the line. <laughs> We've added more depth as well. Um, a big story for the Tigers this year, other than the fact that Benji Marshall wins a Dallium, Robbie Farrow wins Hooker of the Year, Tim Sheen's Coach of the Year, and none of those Adam three Blair things are going to happen. Coveted revolution. Rev- revolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, he's going to re- he's going to revolutionise the NRL. But apart from that, he's going to be the revelation of the 2012 NRL season. He already has one. He's going to win the Revolution Award. 
He's going to basically turn the Tigers' defence into forwards into a revolving door without Brycey there. <laughs> I mean, they swap Brycey who could actually defend for Adam Blair. It's going to be he's, a, he's probably one of the best defending forwards in the comp. Yeah. He's probably a turnstile and <laughs> and watch the points flow. And with Gaddeth, with his mind about you know going home to England again. Yeah, well, the club He's, will obviously want to play for, for Gareth and send him out a winner, given his service to the club over the last three years. I mean, they obviously love him. I wouldn't be surprised if every member of the Tiger squad goes out and gets a Gareth Ellis tattoo. I know I'm getting one. <laughs> Where are you going to put that? Uh, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I was going to say I'm arse, but I thought that's a little derogatory. <laughs> Maybe on my inner thigh. <laughs> That's great. Oh, the, <laughs> That's great. So many things went through my mind to say then, but, uh, you know. Oh, you're just sitting here with a smile and a boner. <laughs> <laughs> and I am holding the paper to my face, that's intensely studying my notes Needless or pretending to. Say, to. Uh, Tigers, I mean, firstly, I think they're going to win the comp. <laughs> but before yeah, right. they get there, obviously, I have to finish mine and Premiers, yeah, which is either. fine. I mean, I think I might do it undefeated. And you talk about me saying shit that I want to happen. <laughs> I just look. I've looked through the other teams, and I haven't identified a single team that can beat them. So I mean, it's tough to say. Come undefeated, what? Uh, I reckon the South. I reckess South will probably beat them. Probably, fi- probably fifty. That's well, usually got, a yearly occurrence. Yeah, I think it's their destiny. I think that. Uh, well, maybe maybe it's just. You know, maybe I'm just talking as a fan. Who knows? I think, I think you're I'm, definitely talking as a fan. I mean, like I'm going to learned source. I'm going to give you an, an objective view. I mean, as a, as a West Tigers member, well, I think, in all I honesty, think... Adam Blair does bring a certain element of of professionalism and defensive... inaccurate punching. Sorry, inaccurate punching. Oh, it's hard to know where you're punching <laughs> when you've got six blokes coming. Out. I think he <laughs> acquitted himself quite well. Story of the year, young Tedesco, Tabasco, yep. hot, hot sauce. Finish the year in Reggie's and they'll try and poach Gordon from Penrith when he gets the shits. How's that for a storyline for you? Not even going to remotely happen. He'll be the rookie of the year. Mark my words. That's bullshit. The fact that Sheenzy has picked him for round one at fullback yep. at Leichhardt Oval yep. would indicate that he's better than even the hype is making out because Sheenzy wouldn't throw him to the wolves like that if he didn't think that he was better than everyone thought he was already. Sheens, he doesn't have any other options. And he also threw He's Blake Lazarus in at options. one point. How'd that Joel end up? Joel Reddy can play fullback. Yeah, yeah, Joel, yeah, Joel Reddy. Brown's fit. He's played fullback for us before. Okay. Bo Ryan's played fullback for us before. Tom Humble can play fullback. You're naming players that are shit. Oh. Like really bad, like terrible Mitch players. Brown. That wouldn't make, that wouldn't be, Mitch Brown. That wouldn't be in first grade in any other club. Oh, my God. You've no idea what you're talking stop, about. No, stop naming these. Who are gr- you to say the Tigers won't win the comp undefeated? You've got with statements like that. Nathan. Next, you're going to say like you know they could bring you know, like you know Eric Growth Jr. in and like you know he's a viable option. Well, he's retired. Why don't you bring I mean, out his dad? Silly. What are you talking? You, what are you talking nonsense? Why don't you bring his he's dad retired. in? He could play fullback. Adam Blair could play fullback. He probably could. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. See you, Tedesco. Short run. You've been replaced before a ball's been kicked by Adam Blair. If Adam Blair played fullback, I'd support it. To the Shite state affairs that is. I'm going to pick them to come second. In the minor premiership, after that, who knows? Probably knocked out. Well, I can't. The second, they can't get knocked out in the first round. Luckily to them, second round knockout. Then, um, probably by a team that's really crap. Um, the team maybe that finished sort of eighth. You know, so who do I get pick, picked eighth? 
Oh, well, we haven't spoken about that team yet. So, but, <laughs> but yeah, it'd be funny if they did get knocked out by that team. Um, you know, I think the, the Tigers are good. Um, they've been good for a couple of years. They've been Premiership favourites for a couple of years. No, they haven't. They haven't delivered on no, it for a couple haven't. of years. They've never been installed as Premiership favourites. They were last year. No, they were not. Yes, they were. No, they were not. Second line of betting was as high as they ever got. They were fucking Second Premiership. Second line of betting was as high as they Premiership well, I know this favourites. Stuff, Nathan. This is the stuff I look out for. You do not look out for shit like that. They've been premiership favourites ever since 2005. <laughs> In my eyes, I <laughs> And maybe I'm just coloured by the you know relentless bleeding that you, you carry on with. But uh, I think that um, they'll miss Fafita. They'll miss Brycey. Just for the just for the larrikinism. I mean, Adam Blair, all he says is a chur. That's not funny. <laughs> it's not witty. It's nothing. Um, and it's yeah, that, because that could be a very word for something. Who knows? Well, it doesn't matter what it is. It's the same word every time. It's, it's going to get fucking old real quick. Maybe it's got a lot of meanings. <laughs> and you know, those, complex language. And can they can they go back from the fact that you know the you know Robert Louis, you know, the, you know Robert Louis once for Warriors. I mean, he's tarnished the club on the way out the door by you know beating every woman in sight. Um, you know, Tim Moulton. He's been replaced he's in, by the visionary Tim Moulton. Tim Moulton. He's he's obviously done himself no favors. You know, proved himself to be a total you know, Gen Y scumbag. Um, Adam Blair. I mean probably the biggest grub in the game and they got him at his peak of grubbery um, really I think the Tigers his professional record stands at 6-0 pro- and, probably, and all those wins came on the same night they'll probably finish well you know they're going to finish second but you know I think in the popularity stakes with uh, fans of the game they'll probably finish 17th um, and and you know look let's face it they, they're, good, they're good enough to win They have, but they have been too and they just mentally can't do it too many fade outs in crucial crucial games at the end I mean, the heartbreaking loss to the Warriors to end their season. I mean, that's going to be playing on their mind every time. You have to brush up. You have to refresh my memory. I can't. I can't remember that game at all. Every every time every time a team gets within two points of them, they're going to be shitting themselves, waiting for a bomb to come, and you know, for Lottie to drop it. I guarantee Lottie <laughs> won't drop another bomb this season. I guarantee He'll catch Lott- plenty and run the length of the field and score tries. Lockie will. I mean, I know this is a, this is not a visual medium, but Lockie will air quotes retire at some stage this season. Lockie. Lottie, sorry, Lottie, Lottie will Do you know, have you ever watched retire. No. this game? No. 13 on 13, kicking the ball around on a field. It's about as much as you need to know. You <laughs> and, also know that, now. and also know that Lottie Takiri will, air quotes, retire at some stage this season in a face-saving gesture along the lines after of Matt. The grand uh, along, final, along the lines after of... After the grand final when he's done his victory lap. No, probably... And I would say... Salute, big man. Probably after the origin. Salute. Probably around Thank the origin you period. For your contributions to the West Tigers franchise, you're a hero of mine. And he will probably punch you in the face because that statement will be so sarcastic to him because he'll be doing the he'll be on the back of a Ute doing his retirement lap, <laughs> not on the field. And and you know, one maybe one week, probably more like two weeks before that though. He would have done made a mistake that cost the team the final. So he would just be sounding like pure. Your intentions would be good. Your intentions would be pure. <laughs> but but to him, it would just be like a dagger of sarcasm stabbing him right up through his pee hole, and he would jump Ouch. off. And, and, and he would and he would jump off that ute, and, and Fed can fuck you up. Second, next team on the ladder. They finished third last year with a record of eighteen and six. The Brisbane Broncos. The only thing that's going to keep the Broncos afloat this season is club culture. I think that'll keep them competitive. Yep. Um, and I think they've got enough elements in the team that, that will give most clubs in the competition a run for their money, but I don't know that it's going to translate to more wins and losses, and I think they're going to finish 12th. 
I, I agree with everything you said then. Jeez, except for the, except for the except for the number except for the number, I've got it coming eighth, and I don't oh, know how Jesus. I land. I don't know how I landed them in eighth position. But having said that, it is a slide of five. I just told you, Lockie retired. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's only. I don't know how they landed in eighth rather than lower. But <laughs> but in any case, I think I think they're still they're still better than uh, you know other teams out there. There's enough to get them into eighth place. I think we've got a sneak preview of the future of the Broncos in that semi-final last season against Manly, where they tried really hard and they had some good moments, but they just lacked that extra level of step up of class that Lockie sure. provided, and that they leaned on so heavily, including the week before when he, you know, pulled out that field goal after he had his, you know, his head kicked in by Beal. Um, so he had a, he had a busted up face, although I don't think it was as bad as he made out, but uh, kicked the field goal politely. Decided to end his NRL career on that glorious moment rather than the slacking they copped the following week, which means it just showed what a class and what a what an intelligent player he was. Yeah, I mean, he saw the writing on the wall. And I, uh, I agree with what you say in that fact that they're going to try their guts out every week and yep. and that'll keep them competitive. And they're another team that I don't I don't think is is really in line to be blown out at any time or stage of the yeah, season. Yeah, defence will hold. I think. Their defence yeah. will hold, I think. Their defensive structure was let's face it, what did, Lock, what did Lockie ever contributed defence? <laughs> Other than the missed tackle the stat. Tired and you're still laying the slippers in. Jesus. The Broncos fans expected of me. I think they're going to place too much emphasis on, on Peter Wallace and I don't think that he's shown in the past when Lockie's been on, when Lockie was on representative duty um, that he was the type of guy that was going to carry the team and on his shoulders and Corey Norman, fairly inexperienced. He's going to get the first crack at the number six mm-hmm. jersey. Big boots to fill. I think the pressure might tell on him a little bit over the course of a long season. Yep. Uh, but there's enough quality in there, especially Josh Hoffman. I love him as a player. Um, you know, Petro comes back. Well, yeah, they've got Sam Thido. They've got Hodges, who's fit. Thido comes in as captain. Corey Parker, everyone's super coach favourite. So they'll yeah. definitely be a competitive side. They'll try their guts out every week. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him make the eight. I just... Yeah. I think... Um, I think 12th is where they're going to finish. The problem is they showed they showed that late last season uh, after Lockie was gone that they're pretty devoid of creative attacking options with Peter Wallace at the helm. Sure. And people are going to, you know, they might surprise Parramatta on Friday night with the bomb to Yowie. <laughs> but let me tell you, when that's the only play you got and you keep yeah. going to it, <laughs> they'll just mark up 10 guys on Yowie, leave the rest of the field open, they know where it's going. That's true. Um, so 8th place. I, I can see Lottie Takiri probably catching that bomb and running the length of the field. Mark my words. Perhaps Lottie will, will knock it on and yeah, you'll pick it up and score in the last minute of play to send the Tigers out of the finals again in heartbreaking fashion. Leading to Not the aforementioned... 12th, you idiot. Leading to the aforementioned... Is that the different hey, final system that's coming in? I said they're finishing eighth. It's going to happen. He also said the Tigers finish second. How are they going to play eighth? Second round of the playoffs. Fuck, don't you understand how the playoff system oh, works? Sometimes I just wish you'd watch rugby league. Sometimes I wish you would analyse the new system that we've show, got. this show immeasurably. If you yeah. actually, just once in your life, watch Rugby League. You know what would improve the show immeasurably? If you shut up, that would if probably you, improve If you shut up about the West Tigers when we're talking about the Brisbane Broncos, the Broncos fans who listen to the show, they deserve better than to have their team's preview sullied by your constant fucking West Tigers loaded to carry la 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 bullshit. How does Adam Blair relate yeah, to the Brisbane Broncos? Way. Have yeah. it your way. Next team, finish second in the minor premiership, but first in the grand final and in the hearts of rugby league fans worldwide. <laughs> the mighty Manly Ringus Eagles. <laughs> Jackass. You like that one, didn't you? That's magnificent. <laughs> so, um, 
quite frankly, everyone's second favourite team. Already, Everyone wants to see them do well, and they, and of course they're going to. Based on what you already told me, you're already throwing this season away, based on what you told me earlier tonight. How's that? Are you sitting and start 0-5? I mean, well, I not, said... That's not a sign of a, a confident fan. Well, I don't think... about defending premiers here. Like, 0-5 might be a bit harsh, but I think with the... 0-5, the... was that not the words that came out of your mouth? Yeah, it was, but I mean, it was oh, an offhand... Oh, right. Oh, it was an offhand comment. Confident. What, what I mean to say is that Glenn's I think potentially... Glenn's saying his team's going to go undefeated throughout the whole season. You're saying your team's not going to win a game for five weeks. Just saying. You know what? Even your team. Even if, we, your team. even if we won five out of five of our first games, I'd still be closer to getting what I said right than you are <laughs> to the West Tigers going through undefeated. Now, <laughs> um, now with Manly, I think the, the trip over to England immediately you know, followed up by a trip to New Zealand in round one and no home games in the first five rounds. I think that is going to contribute. I mean, they're traditionally a slow starting team anyway. They always, the first three or four weeks, they tend to you know sort of struggle. I think that's going to happen again anyway. But also with the ridiculous travel that they have over the first three rounds I think it's going to be telling um, but you know if they have a slow start of the season I think they're going to get in their groove and it's going to roll on I mean you know well-oiled machine and uh, once they get going unstoppable uh, will they have will they have enough momentum to get all the way to the minor premiership? Probably not. I mean, they're not generally a side that gets the minor premiership anyway. They'll definitely finish top four, uh, probably third, I'd say. Um, and from there, they'll win it just like they did last year. And uh, yeah, Daly Cherry Evans, he's going to take that step up. And from his the prestigious revelation of the season award that he won last year, he's going to take the step up from that. And the rookie year, stick those on the shelf because they'll be secondary to the Daly M that he's going to win, the big boys Daly M. He's going to take that one out. Um Foreign will probably push him all the way, though. Maybe they might even tie, and they'll have to split it, Dally M each at the end of the season for both of them. Um, and yeah, sensational season all around for those guys, and uh, another grand I'm final. I'm glad you mentioned Daly, actually. He, um, he could have the, the nastiest case of second year syndrome in the history of the game. <laughs> it's good that he was so accustomed to the Sunshine Coast to you, because he might what? be back there all the time, you know, mid-season rolls around. I wish you knew anything about football. I hope football. he signs his new contract. I hope he signs his new contract before he plummets. I wish you knew Mark something about words. football. If you knew something about football, you'd realise that the New South Wales Rugby League put a, a block on Manly's association with the Sunshine Coast Seagulls, so there's no chance of him ever going back there. At worst, all he could do is go to the Manly Reggies. Okay. Well... You ignoramus. <laughs> Or maybe he'll just get cut from the Manly Club altogether and end up playing for the Sunshine Coast Seagulls. That's what I meant. It's not going to happen. He's the, he's, the, he's the halfback that everyone wants. I mean, he's the wonder kid. You know, one of the greatest halfbacks we've seen. And you know, after only one year, I mean, his legacy is only going to get more enshrined in greatness as, as time goes by. He's Dan Mortimer 2.0. Um, I think Manly's going to have a rough start. I think they'll finish strong. Um, and I think they'll give Kieran Foran the, the send-off that he deserves as he goes to Canterbury. <laughs> That's not they'll, they'll play either. hard for Kieran, and yeah, you know, no. as they should, because he's been a great, pl- great player, great servant to the club. I hope he can kick some field goals. And when because... he signs for the Dogs mid-year, <laughs> and you turn on him, I'll remember what a great servant he's been to the Manly Warringah Seagulls. And if that happens, I won't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the the absolute the, the the absolute character assassination that will come past. But I don't think that's actually going to happen. Uh, all the all the si- all the sounds are out of uh, the club, and the players at the club are pretty good at the moment. So uh, yeah. very happy. Yep, they're the same people that are making sounds that sounded something like "Des isn't going anywhere." Those were funny sounds, weren't they? Well, no, yeah, I mean, they work out. There were contrary sounds there. Funny, funny sounds. <laughs> there were contrary sounds there, but unfortunately, there's you know, there's some sounds that you can't actually say. Yeah, you couldn't quite hear them because they were, they were muffled by the sound of Des signing his contract with the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, in retrospect, the writing was on the wall for Dan Mortimer two point You heard it here, second, or first, or something. Probably. <laughs> Won't ever hear it here again. Who knows? Dan Mortimer two point Yes. That's actually. He doesn't even have the baby blues with a modelling career to fall back on. I can, it's quite awkward looking. I reckon your little mate um, Tabasco might be might might pull out hot a damn sauce. He might, yeah a little hot sauce. He might he might pull out Dan Mortimer's second season first time up. Just skip straight to the chase. He's that <laughs> he's that good. He's just going to fast forward and, and improve himself and, and go straight to the two point oh year. Mate, you're talking about the rookie of the year there. Then he can get on the piss with Blake Lazarus and reminisce about what might have been. Next, <laughs> where is he? The minor pre- <laughs> flipping burgers at Macca's. Hot sauce is that our first nickname for the season? <laughs> it is. It is. I think. Uh, unless you want to take any of the, you know, the C bombs that I call Desi as a nickname, because <laughs> like, they're going to get more terms of endearment because they are going to get repeated a lot. Sure. Uh, team to finish first with the minor premiership uh, last year, the Melbourne Storm. Second. Yeah, based on. Based on that, they proved to me that th- having three good players is enough. <laughs> okay, I want to. Ta- I want to take issue with what you said, because. You're saying, okay, you're rating them pretty much as highly as last year. Yes. That's one fact. We'll put that fact over here. Yeah. Remember it. Okay? Next fact. Adam Blair's a fucking reincarnation of every fucking great player in the history of the game all rolled yeah, into one. Yeah, he's pulled on a Tigers jersey. Yeah. It's like that Jet Li movie, The One, where like you know, the, where the dudes are going you know, to kill it. Oh, you haven't seen any movie, so you haven't seen The One. But That's right. Where there's all these alternate universes uh, and they're all the same. You know what I have same. seen? I have seen the cartoon Shazam. Okay. And you know when the two pieces of the ring come together on Shazam and it makes a bigger entity and the big genie comes out? Yeah. This is what I'm talking about with Adam Blair. He was okay, Melbourne. He went all right. Put him together with the Tigers jersey. Get your three wishes. Three premierships, <laughs> please, Adam Blair. <laughs> genie, we'll call him. The only ring... the only Shazam. The only possible thing to do with rings that Adam Blair could ever do was become part of a three-ring circus, him and two other assholes. <laughs> now, the next... <laughs> so, we've got the first fact here, you rate the Storm. Second fact, Adam Blair's the greatest player of all time. You take the greatest player of all time out of the Storm, and you're saying it's not going to be an impact on them. I didn't say it wasn't going to have an impact. Oh, it's going to impact them all the way from one down to two? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think that Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, until he signs with the Broncos, and Cameron Cooper Cronk's going to sign with the Broncos. You say? I feel so. Really? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought he'd be more like maybe like a South, like, like Dogs or South, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you're out of the Dogs. Yeah, free agents. You know, Dogs seem to have a bottomless pit of money. No. He seems like the sort of bloke that will remain a loyal to the Storm, b go to a strong Queensland club. To try and enhance his credentials to, to actually take the reins and uh, make the Origin jersey his own. Is well, that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, it's not like he's got any competition because well, you know, that puts his a, main representative competition as far as halfbacks eligible for Queensland will be playing Reggie's by halfway through the season. you got Thurston, Thurston will, Thur- gets cut and goes Thurston, Thurston, will graciously, Thurston will graciously step aside um, you know, and say, look, you know, Cherry, I can't compete with the youth. You be the halfback. I'll be 5'8". It's cool, man. I wouldn't be surprised if Jonathan Thurston doesn't even know Daly Cherry Evans' name. I'm so, I reckon he calls him Dale. That's your name, isn't it? He probably Dale. does. He probably does, but Thurston's not the fastest, smartest tool in the shed either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of people call him Dale. I mean, they're, they're universally they're Gronks. And I believe you called him Dale at the start of this episode as well. And so, you know... It's, Case in point. <laughs> game, set, and match. <laughs> your honour. <laughs> Check yeah, I, and I think, mate. 
I've, as I said, I think the Storm showed that those three great players is enough to get them over the line and they'll definitely make the eight. Um, one thing with, with Craig Bellamy, they, they've obviously signed Jason Riles from the Roosters. Mm-hmm. If he does, if, if Craig Bellamy does a Brian Norrie on, on Jason Riles... Say what you want about Craig Bellamy, but he can polish turds. <laughs> he can he, polish turds like a motherfucker. He is... He's going to be... He'll have his face carved in stone in the Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. of NRL coaching if he makes Jason Riles into a Brian Norrie Into a real player. Yeah. <laughs> into, a, into a first grader. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've got Storm to finish first. Um, I think the problem with the Storm is... <laughs> Can I just predict, though? Yes. Until that happens? Yes. I'm not saying... It, it can't have happened in an off-season. Yeah. And I'm not saying it won't happen. But I'm going to say there's going to be a period of time between now and... If it happens, yeah. that block of time is going to be a whole lot of fucking ruck penalties, right? Yeah. And every time, the camera goes up to Craig Bellamy. <laughs> and it's just going to be like, you won't even see him. You'll you see him blowing up. You're just going to see this red mist of blood where his head's exploded all over the coach. Well, they'll, 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 they'll start a program where they get like, uh, you know, long-term prisoners from uh, from down in Melbourne and they'll basically bring him into the coaching box. box yeah, guys are in jail for murder and they'll just have him there just to stab, <laughs> just in his frustration. Yeah. And you'll just see him just stabbing people. Or well, maybe they'll get some kids interested, you know, to try and generate a bit of interest in rugby league in Melbourne. They'll get kids to enter a competition to make paper mache replacement heads for Craig Bellamy because every week there's going to be a new one required after the existing one explodes into the coach's box because Jason like, fucking Riles is giving away a ruck he might just throw, throw assistant coaches just like just out of the neck just pull them straight out of the box onto the, onto the stands <laughs> it's a shame for Melbourne that Adam Blair probably greatest fighter in the history of rugby league isn't at the club anymore because he could probably just knock Riles out every time he gives a ruck, ruck penalty away well I should have a competition yeah there's always like these you know uh, deluxe you know dugout Experiences and stuff that you can get for your little little fella, you know, yeah. where they they lead the team out, they get the full kit, lead the team out in the field, you know, get to send them on know, there with a the crossbow. They get they get the game ball at the end and that sort of thing, you know. They get to you know hang with the players on the sideline and you know get to run out the kicking tee and all that sort of stuff. They just add another thing to that, and it's just like you know you get to kick Jason Rolls in the balls when he gives away a ruck penalty. I like it. That'd be a winner, and it would make a lot of money for we the membership. Save it, have a job in marketing. Really should. The NRL. Really should. Or with Melbourne Storm, maybe. Kids, today we're going to make Craig Bellamy's head. Out of egg cartons. And finally, for the season preview, the revelation of the 2012 NRL season. You don't even need to it's give it a response. Tigers winning the combat undefeated, or Adam Blair, or James Tedesco, or a combination of all of the above. I'll tell you what, this is what we'll Won't do. that be revelatory? This is what we'll do. I'll just hand you the team lists, you read every player's name, and you'll be right. And then you can feel as good as I did last year when I was right and picked it. How about that? <laughs> you like that? Sound good? Uh, everything you say sounds good, mate. You, your pick for the revelation of the 2012 NRL season is Adam Blair. Yes. Correct? I mean, you pretty much called it midway through last season. <laughs> so, I'm, gla- I'm glad. I've stuck by my word. Mine, I will acknowledge that uh, this Tedesco comes highly, tra- highly touted. He could be. He could be the guy. Also, I'm seeing a lot of Jack DeBellin. St. George talk. Oh, ain't because he's pretty. He could be the guy too. But they're not. You know who's calling Jack DeBellin? Halen. Yeah. And Trotters. Yeah. And other women. Yeah, that support the Dragons. That's right. Yeah. And that's why I'm acknowledging... A number of vaginas are gravitating towards DeBellin. And that's not enough for me to agree. And I'm just I'm acknowledging that support for him out there in the marketplace. They're not going to win it though. The revelation... 
he certainly didn't make his debut. He's not making his debut this season. He's played a couple of games. Every game he's played, he showed off sensational form, fantastic aggression, bitch slaps to the heads of morons who try and test him in the in the field of combat. There's only one revelation this season, and for the first time in the history of this week in league, I'm picking someone who's not oh, a back. Fuck I'm going with a forward, and you know what time it is. Revelation of 2012 season. Darcy Lussick, motherfucker. Fringe first grader at best. Darcy Army. Will have signed with the Bulldogs or Premier, some other club. Premier, proper, the Premier prop of the, of, in the game by the end of this season. Yep. Revelation of the season. Picking up a premiership. He's just going to be an absolute sensational human. I don't think anyone's ever hugged a set of nuts as hard as you are hugging Darcy's. <laughs> oh, okay. So Possibly the greatest nut hugger of all time you are with that performance. So, what you're saying Undisputed is... Undisputed nut hugging champion I've just come of the world. I've just come out here and uh, and said pick Darcy Lussick to be the revelation of the 12 season. You, however, have been not only tonguing Adam Blair's balls, but taking his attire. I'm dealing in facts. No, no, facts. no. Facts. You hug. You, you hug. You're hugging. You've been hugging Adam Blair's balls so tightly. Man's got a professional record of six and zero, oh, and he fought all fights on the same night. But he lost them all. Fuck, please. He lost them all. Six and zero. Oh. He he lost six them all. Six and zero with six. T- KOs. Ended his season. Ended his season. Please. His actions. Some fighters only fight once a year, mate. He had six fights in one night. One or more. Man was due some time off. Suffered some CTE, clearly. Couldn't play again for the season. Fancy that. The other guys who he allegedly beat, premiership rings on that finger right there. <laughs> if Darcy Lusick beats Adam Blair in any statistical category other than bench time... I'll be surprised. I guess we'll see. I guess we will see. Anna Blair, I mean, he was probably since the suspension time too. Yeah, anyway, what's Tour Nation got to say about the Revelation? Revelation, well, I mean, a lot of them, you know, with their characteristic, with their characteristic uh, Tour Nation uh, reading comprehension, a lot of them put some ridiculous shit out there. Uh, as I scroll through the Twitter feed, like, for example, when I talk about ridiculousness, 102 Megan just cracking off with all this Roosters winning streak and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. winning Just total bullshit, in other words. Yep. Um, yep. Your team's coached by Brian Smith. Your points are moot. <laughs> your mate, Cambo96. I have no mates by that name. He's come out and said that, uh, as far as revelation, he said, that gimp fullback with the with the weird fucking name, testicle, I think it is. I bet he'll be your revelation sports fan's life. <laughs> Wrong. I love Nigel Bridgman. He's uh, he's he's giving me a tweet in the style of my my, my favorite person on Twitter of all time, <laughs> Jeff Tuvey, intelligent Jew, not like you the Des Hasler. Tell him who who that yeah who it's in the style of because people won't get the it. Dean Ritchie jabroni worse than the Virgil in the style of the Iron Sheik <laughs> <laughs> at the underscore Iron Sheik, the best person on Twitter by far, and he'll he'll tweet everything. He live tweeted the Oscars, Grammys. <laughs> We and, should get him to tweet yeah, rugby league. Yeah, because we'll do it. Well, when he's not going, because when he's not tweeting um, just random insults about the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan, he's actually live tweeting whatever event's going on. I can't wait till round two when he tweets something like the Adam Blair is fucking the manly in the good ass. It'd be no. What he, what he would say? He said the Adam. The, he'd say the Adam Blair is a grasshopper dick getting getting fucked old country way by the Sea Eagles. That's what the tweet's going to be. I'll tell you right now. Uh, now what else have we got here? Um, oh, and then Devin Edtrotters has jumped in on the Iron Sheik thing as well. Here we go. One hundred two. Megan's giving us a legitimate call. Mossy Masoi. Soggy. We like Soggy. We like I love Soggy. Soggy. But you know, it's great. 
I mean, he's got no revelation. He's got he's got to get off the bench. Uh, the real Jedi. He's he's replying. Can't be a revelation if you're playing Reggie's. <laughs> that's that's part of the prerequisite. The real Jedi's response to who is your revelation of the season? This is the. <laughs> Edit. Sensational. Um, oh, 102 Megan. She's backed up in Mossy Call with uh, Daniel Mortimer, mm. right? Probably she's been staring into the baby blues too long. Annalise underscore zero eight. She knows what time it is. Darcy Army. Yeah. Backing up my my absolutely correct. Uh, oh, and then we've got Williams277 said, not much of a revelation, more just an ob- obvious fact. Manly Seagulls back-to-back premiers. I like it. I like it. Uh, got some gronks following us. Cambo's thrown in some, something there that I won't, I won't repeat. And another one that said, 2v, too good. Uh, what else? Oh, we got on there. You know, casting aspersions on the size of your penis. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which I've already admitted to on the show. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Trotters, as you mentioned, uh, at Devonhead, uh, Jack DeBellin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there's going to be a couple of those coming in there too. I think um, <laughs> Wayne Bennett will be the revelation of the 2012 <laughs> NRL season. This from a man who didn't even notice Rochelle's man of the match performance in Newcastle's trial match. Big Dan. A match where he was actually present in the crowd. Yeah, I might asleep. add. Okay, Snoring what else have we got here? Dragon Punk 12. He's a St. George supporter, so take it with a grain of salt. But he said Kyle Stanley and Jack DeBellin. And uh, from another side, Conrad Hurrell. We haven't really spoken about Seriously, him. Seriously, um, like, Justin went to approximately, give or take, I don't know the exact number, I think it was about 4,000 games of rugby league last year. Yeah. And that's what he's come up with. Yeah. I mean, Seriously. Try try watching the game with your fucking eyes open, champ. Mr. Underscore Wars, who's pretty much was um, absent from Twitter for the last couple of months. He's only on there for really the rugby league season. The revelation of 2012 NRL season goes to the Independent Commission. Yeah, it's 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 probably the only time I would wish for the NRL season to not be as long. Yeah, I have to put up with Sam's bullshit for you know six. Because months. then he's followed that up with, or even possibly my penis, because of its ability to bust through things like tackles. Mm. Yeah, no one, no one's rushing out to tackle your penis, mate. <laughs> Not even you. <laughs> that is, Devon Head's come back again. The revelation of 2012, the Iron Sheik's Twitter account. It was a revelation of 2011, though, to be fair. Uh, what else have we got here? Sean Frigo has said, South top four and Adam Reynolds rookie of the year. Dragons will do better than most people think. And there's a game where two refs punch on. That's like a see that. comprehensive tweet. And uh, welcome, welcome to... Uh, to tweeting the show, I don't believe. I believe that may be his first his first tweet. I think it is first of many, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we won't say anything and about. Onto South. someone who we hope is their last tweet ever. Tad- Australia. <laughs> I was just going to say Tad Pike, our mate. The revelation. Oh, I try not to mention Tad. He, he he's uh, talking about our off. Unless he's buying me bourbons, then I love him. He's a great bloke. Our off season threesome. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> clearly, I wasn't there for that one. That if only can... happened in your mind. It doesn't count. At Los Australia. Another call for Tedesco, a.k.a. the Ottoman's Ottoman. um, That sounds fairly derogatory. Yeah, well, yeah. I I, I don't know if he means like in terms of like a man's man, you know, that's that's one way you could (laughs) take it. It seems to me like it's someone that that Joel Romelay puts his feet on. (laughs) I I replied to him actually because I thought he was mistaken and he didn't mean the Ottoman's Ottoman. I think he meant the um, the Ottoman's Merkin. Is that a movie reference? No. Ah. A Merkin's like a... Uh, like a like a toupee for like pubic hair. <laughs> it's real. Look it up. I'll take your word for it. I'm not googling that. Paraman 1973 has gone uh, outside of the eels and picked Conrad Hurrell as well. I mean, these people <laughs> clearly this, couldn't pick an eels player. These, these people on Conrad. I mean, there's a lot of hype coming out of him. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be strange. It's going to be hard. For you him. should be bagging anyone for obscure nut hugging. Well, I'm just saying it's going to be hard for him to win the revelation of the season when uh, in round one he's probably going to be put into traction. You're going to line up in the centres in the Warriors and you're going to come against Steve Matai? Good luck, son. <laughs> H-Dragons fan, Adam 
the entire forward pack, Blair, <laughs> or of course Jack DeBellin. Um, I agree with fifty percent of that tweet. And uh, Desi's uh, Cambo's come in and said uh, that he'll be the reverse revelation. Uh, oh, here we go. Paraman's got a, a revelation for the club. Uh, LOL at South to get the spoon. Mm. This from Parafan. Yeah, from Parramatta fan. I mean, just yeah. for once. The just fu- for once, Cole. Learn to keep your mouth shut, champ. The fucking nerve. Uh, and what else have we got here? I think that's about it. Oh, here we go. Garbs has said that Tedesco should go all right. So everyone, you know... Garbs didn't know. They're reading the paper. The Helen, Carroll, Helen Keller of Rugby League. Exactly. Kind of. Uh, so so you, you did throw out a few, but is Adam Blair is your guy? He's your pick, Adam Blair? Or is it going to be Tedesco? Where are you going to go? We need to get this down now. Well, Tedesco will be Rookie of the Year. Revelation, mate. We're not awarding the Dally M's this early. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with Adam Blair. Adam Blair's the guy? All right. He's got to be. We've given up half our fucking club to get him. <laughs> <laughs> Previews for the very first round of NRL season 2012. We kick off on Thursday night. Fantasy fantasy players and uh, tipsters. Thursday night. Newcastle Knights versus St. George Illawarra Dragons at Hunter Stadium in Newcastle. I think Knights will win. Should have called it the Tinkle Dome. <laughs> Just quietly. Hunter Stadium is pretty boring. We know, the, we know the reasons. That we, know, we know it's the Hunter. Fucking... Creativity, guys, come on. Can you get some? So you just come straight out and Knights going to win? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be a big occasion for for the Newcastle region. I think the fans will come out in force. It's a bit of a dawn of a new era. Fluffy's there. Yep. Uncle Wayne's there. I, I agree with you 100%. I, you know, I, I don't think the, the Dragons... If if Bennett was coaching the Dragons, it would probably mean it would be less of an occasion, so the point's probably moot. But I just don't think that... Steve Price is going to be able to instill the sort of belief that the Dragons will need to, to come out and beat the Knights on their home turf in a, a big occasion. I agree. In its first premiership match, Darius, and all the rest of the reasons some of their big buyers will be looking to... The only reason this match is, the only reason this match is an occasion is because of the uh, history of the coach transfer. That's sure. it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, obviously. That's it. And, um, and, and unfortunately, it's the first game of the season. And unfortunately, Newcastle got the better of that trade. Yeah. So, them to win by plenty. Next game... Friday night football, Parramatta Eels versus the Brisbane Broncos at Parramatta Stadium. Good chance I'll be at this game. Yeah, I am thinking about it as well. It just depends on uh, what happens around the UFC after the weigh-ins and stuff like that, depending on what... Uh, so are you going to buy drink- tickets to the gate or... Well, I mean, it's Parramatta, so, you know, we'll probably walk up, yeah. Yeah, people will probably hand them out out the front. Walk up, sit in the outer by ourselves, pick our spot. Really, <laughs> I'm expecting an empty an empty stadium. Um, it's the first game of the year. Come on, it'll be packed house. Yeah, Parramatta fans are like South fans without the hope. <laughs> now uh, it's Friday night football. This one, and uh, I always remember listening to um, FBI radio. Yep, and one of the guys on there, uh, <laughs> he described Parramatta. As um, Parramatta is like South fans left Redfern in search of hope and found none. <laughs> Sensational. I'm going to love it. Anyway, Eels versus Broncos. I mean, Broncos, you know, it's the, the dawn of their um, life without Lockie. They went, yeah. okay. they went okay in the trials. Yep. I mean, trials are trials and you can't really read much into them, but they... 
they just seem to score some points. Sure. Um, I mean, immediately they did play against the Cowboys and the Titans, so you know, take take it with a grain of salt. But it's the Eels they're playing here now. The Eels. No, Jared Hayne. He's out hurt. There are whispers though that that he may yet be named at the last minute. Oh, okay, I haven't heard those. Whether that's going to happen or not though is you know is another question. Luke Burt, I mean, he's certainly capable. Yeah, he's done the job plenty of times yeah. here before. Uh, don't don't charge him with a match winning conversion, but otherwise he's pretty good. Yeah, you you don't want him kicking a goal to win the game. You definitely want that. He's no. other than that, he's he's consistent and has been for a number of years. I think Chris Sandow hit the ground running and and have a big game first up for the Eels. Whether that translates into consistent form or not is another thing, but I think it'll be enough to get over the Broncos in in their first game of the season. Really, you gonna tip the Eels to win? I'm gonna tip the Eels. Well, you know, I, I think the Broncos will probably win this because just because the Eels. I mean. It's hard to know what you're going to get with the yields. Sort of new era, and mate. it is, and you know, tipping in the in round one of the, the Sandow competition. era. Yeah, well, that's true, I suppose. Um, you know, how will it compare to the Robson era? I mean, we, we can <laughs> we can laugh and joke at the Robson era, but it did produce a, a grand final. Yes, <laughs> so, sadly. Yeah, um, and I guess it's the Norman era for the Broncos. At least yes. until probably about round four, and then they'll you know try hunt maybe. Or depending and then, how badly they lose in this game. Yeah, and then yeah they'll try hunt, and then by round ten when they're still probably winless, then they'll bring Lockie back. Yes. But in any case, uh, I think the Broncos could probably win. It's just Parramatta, and I first feel really reluctant to tip Parramatta to win anything. You know, if anything, it'd be a really close game. Broncos strike really late in the game, right at the very end, score a try, take it into goal point extra time, and then Parramatta lose. Okay. I'll... I won't say that that's definitely not going to happen, but I'll still stick with you. Because it happened about eight times last year. (laughs) (laughs) Next game, Saturday, uh, 5.30 game, Canberra Raiders versus Melbourne Storm in Canberra. I think the Raiders. You're joking, right? Are you serious? Let me rethink that. This is the Raiders side that you picked to do jack shit and the Storm side that you picked to come second, I believe. Can we edit that out? No. Absolutely <laughs> not. I was thinking that the Raiders had a bit of a wood on the storm. No, that's the Dragons. The storm and the Dragons mixed up. <laughs> that's the Dragons. You it's early in the season for me too, okay? <laughs> uh, I retract that. Storm by plenty. Yeah, Storm by a million. A million plus if you're, if you're a betting person at the TAB. <laughs> Next game, the 7.30 game, Penrith Panthers versus the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Centibet Stadium in Penrith is where it will take place. The Oak Panthers. The Oak Panthers, that's right. And how will that affect the fitness if they're smashing chocolate milks all, the, <laughs> all year long? <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure they don't make... Oh, it'll be do- tasty. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. They'd be, they'd be getting like... Their, their fridge would just be full of chocolate milks and shit. Oh. Iced coffees. Like when the Milko does his run to all the shops, he'd just be dropping like a crate of them outside their house every Pallet. morning. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's, I think the Bulldogs are going to win. Just but Dane Laurie's kicking him. himself now. <laughs> he would have loved like a free chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. <laughs> Anything he likes more than chocolate milk is red wine straight out of the bottle. Panthers winning this one. You reckon? Yep. Only because you're so bitter towards the Bulldogs. <laughs> I think the Bulldogs will win. I think the Bulldogs... Uh, don't win unless yeah, they promote Romolo. Unless they promote, unless Romolo is definitely in the starting side. No, he's going to come off the bench. He's on an extended bench, which they may further trim and take. I mean, he's in the seventeen now, but with the likes of you know luminaries like Chris Keating there on that extended, he'll come bench. off the bench after about twenty minutes. So it'll give the Panthers twenty minutes of hope until the Ottoman comes on and extinguishes all hope. Next game, nine thirty game on Saturday, North Queensland Cowboys versus. The Gold Coast Titans. 
Cowboys at home, I think they're a safe bet. I think they'll be able to get over the Titans. It'll be interesting to see how the Titans click with their new acquisitions. But I think Cowboys will be too strong. Yep, trial form not too bad from the Titans, but I think Cowboys at home. I mean, they they did win quite a lot of games uh, at home, and they it was while it wasn't a fortress, uh, it did serve them fairly well, I think, through the season, and they certainly achieved most of their victories there. Ben Cray's calling. Fucking the fairy cobra is making an early appearance. So are you pricks doing the show without me. <laughs> Okay, we move on to Sunday. It's a midday game, which is now going to be live on Channel 9, being the midday game. This was going to get uh, preempted for uh, cricket, but now it's not. Uh, of course, the New Zealand Warriors versus the mighty manly Warringah Sea Eagles. Grand final replay, same result. And what I mean by same result is early try to Brett Stewart. Daly every Daly <laughs> exactly the score. Daly score a try right on half time. Glenn Stewart did this awesome chip thing, and then and Robo will get it length of the field and I'll score. And then uh, you know Foran will get a fair try disallowed you know, off a bomb that gets spilled in the in goal area. And uh, at the end of the game, it'll all get wrapped up by uh, a try to Jamie Lyon, far right. I like the way you think. Then Michael Robinson will come back from England to kick the conversion, <laughs> and it'll be exactly <laughs> like the grand final was. <laughs> I think the Warriors will exact some revenge on their grand final loss, and I think they'll get over the Eagles at home. Yeah, because winning a, a, a regular premiership game is, is, is equal to winning a grand final. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm just saying that exact some revenge. Just but yeah, I have said that Manly... Doesn't cancel them out. I have said that, Manly, that I expect Manly to start slow this season, and you know, therefore, by definition, they could certainly lose this game. But they've got a strong side. They're, you know, they're sending over a side that's relatively... You know, I think it's like 14 of 17 of the grand final side. So uh, we get to see... Uh, Darcy Lussick in there, and he'll be tearing shit up. I've got no doubt about it. He'll he's be late. Army, he, army of one. He you know, he used to call Anthony Watmo that. Oh, one of the one of the Foxtel guys calls him that. Warren, maybe Warren. Warren, Warren might call him that one. Yeah, it's like one person calls him that. Like, and it's, he acts like it's his name, or you know, it's his it's his established nickname. But uh, <laughs> you know, you know how those Foxtel guys go sometimes. Yeah. But geez, they're nothing. They got nothing on those English morons. Or Jason Jason Costigan. Moving right along. <laughs> West Tigers versus the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Big improvers of the season uh, at the uh, Leichhardt Oval. 2 p.m. kickoff Sunday. Please. And you're, gonna, and you're going to this game, aren't you? I'm going to try and get it. Oh, but you couldn't because they jacked the fucking price of the tickets up and you couldn't afford it. Well, it's not really that I couldn't afford it. It's the other people that are Broncos fans that oh, dragging? wouldn't be springing 65 bucks to get in. Oh, but you're, yeah. Well, you're springing money to go and watch their, you know, maybe the Parramatta yeah, game. 10 bucks, yeah. <laughs> not quite the same yeah okay and given the fact that they would have probably emptied their pockets at the USC and the resulting after drinkies yeah true that yeah okay I see what you're saying yeah but in any case you're going to the game right or you actually you may not go because of this yeah I, I undecided yet well, I in, to see in, what the other boys are doing in Sydney uh, available to see the Tigers play and you don't go okay I'm not going to judge you for that <laughs> It's just as a, as a West Tigers member, it's fucking disgusting, I think. But anyway. Yeah, as a West Tigers member, I'll be disgusted in myself. But um, <laughs> unfortunately, we're all catching the same plane, so it's kind of paramount to us all sort of having to be in the same sort of spot, if you know yeah. what I mean. okay. But I am going to endeavour to get there. I'm going to do my best to watch now, the Tigers win by about 40. The glaring, I mean, I look at the Sharks and I don't see it. But apart from, you know, Nathan Gardner goes goes well. Yeah, Stuart Mills is, is decent. Pomeroy and Best are hopeless. Um, Carney, of course, genius when he's off the off the source. Now, I look at the Tigers, and I see Tedesco, rookie, 
potential nightmare you know to happen to him in this game Bo Ryan we know he's got a thousand mistakes in him Chris Lawrence you know will he see through see the 80 minutes out big mystery then you've got Matt Utah Blake I mean, Ashford Blake Ashford I'm, I've skipped over him because I rate him I skipped and, and he's the only one I skipped over then I get to Benji I'll skip him too just the back line Benji and Ashford go fantastically well the other ones they can give the Sharks enough points to win this game fair dinkum the other factor is, of course, you've got Bryce and Fafita lining up in this game. First game against the old enemy. I'd say that Robbie Farrow really needs to probably watch his head. Adam Blair once took on six men and won. He's not going to worry about taking on Bryce Gids you and know, Andrew Fafita, is he? We need, to, we need to roll a tape on this because you seem to be clinging to this mistaken assertion that he won anything. His all professional he, record speaks for itself. All he won all was a vicious ass beating. That's all he won. He got absolutely whipped so badly that he couldn't play again for the rest of the season. Please. And he's only just recovered in time for the season. I believe that's why he was out. Gareth Ellis will um, will put that many hits on Andrew Fafita when he comes on that Adam Blair will be way too fresh that he won't have to worry about Fafita and he can just concentrate on Brycey. And Bryce will be busy. He'll be, he'll be able to be blindsided by Adam Blair. I think Fafita and Blair... Uh, Fafita Bryce will be busy mouthing off at Benji and Robbie and all his mates. Adam Blair will catch him by surprise. I think I think Bryce and Fafita, they have a, a point to prove. Although they left of their own free will kind of thing, they were kind of, you know, given the ability to negotiate to clear the path for Blair to come into well, the side. So there could be some resentment mate, there. if you listen to, to possibly the, the greatest coach ever to, uh, to, to watch a game of rugby league, Tim Sheens... Um, Adam Blair wasn't the reason that Gibbs and uh, Fafita were let go. Spin. Spin, spin, spin. Great and Woods were the reason. So if they've got beef, clearly spin. the beef is with Great and Woods, but they're obviously trying to, you know, create something that's not there with Adam Blair, but, you know, maybe it'll all be all put rest is, and all, Great and Woods will be the ones putting the hits on. All that is is spin to stop the the hemorrhaging of the team morale that would, you know, that definitely cost them last season and uh, will probably cost them this season cost as well. Them last season. Yeah, they lost, remember? Now, Can't remember. <laughs> I don't have no idea what you're talking about. Sharks Tigers could, by 40. Sharks could win this by plenty, except it's at Leichhardt, so Tigers will win the close one. Be being undefeated premiers next week. <laughs> <laughs> next game. Or not. The South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Sydney Roosters. It's Monday night foot bitch back for 2012. Yes. I'll be watching this game here. Yes, you will. And then we'll be recording the show afterwards. Yes, we will. Fuck, that'll be late night. Fuck yes. Alright. So but we can do heaps of prep. Yeah. All through the whole game. I like it. We'll sound heaps professional and shit next week. We'll sound like we know what we're talking about next or week. Not. I promise you that, everybody. I think Rabbitohs are gonna win and I think they'll win quite convincingly. I agree. I and mean it'll make Adam Reynolds look like a genius for a week at least. Yep, and it'll look uh make South look like our premiership dead set certainties for a week. Yes. At and least until, according to their fans. Until the inevitable. Now, they've got a guy here in number 18 jersey whose name is Necrom Arialiti, I believe. Necromphilia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fitting this play for South. Grave Raider. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he gets on. I'm sure he will. I want to see what he does with if a guy goes down to tackle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one thing we didn't check. What's that? Is... Uh, Rocho didn't get a start. Rocho didn't. No, I, I did have it. I had a look while we were speaking about it before. Clearly, and Wayne Bennett's got no idea what he's doing. 
exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, the kind of Wayne, the Wayne Bennett that would, you know, buy someone like, you know, Dane Laurie and, uh, you know, bring back, um, you know, Tamana Tahu, bring back old ass Danny Baderis from England. I when mean, he's got an absolute diamond. Yeah. A diamond just waiting to be polished. It's clear to me that, you know, perhaps Wayne Bennett's lost it. Well, look, I'm not going to argue with you. Might based have, on that decision. Might have struck over the off season. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to agree with that. Thank you. That is full time for episode number 76. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter like most of you do. Follow at TWI League. We're on Facebook. Get on there, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Uh, we still picked up, we kept picking up the likes over the off season, um, which was amazing. Keep we also going. cracked 2,000 Twitter followers. 2,000 Twitter followers and uh, closing at, in on 2,500. Yeah, and we're, on we're currently on 2,035. <laughs> And what we about we about what eight eight forty on the Facebook I'd say eight forty like eight eight thirty something, something. Like that, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess the first the the first goal the easy goal is eight fifty new listeners get on there facebook.com forward slash this week in league hit Invite the like your button friends tell them how much you love the show exactly and even if you don't just lie to them I mean what are they going to know I mean at least you know they'll listen to it and you know they might have better taste than you um, that's not really the way to get people to do stuff for you is it. No, it's probably not. I apologise, everybody. I was out of line. I was having too much fun. All right. <laughs> iTunes. Chuck on a review. If you haven't chucked on a review for the show, and I mean, a lot of you guys have, which has been sensational, get over to iTunes, find This Week in League, and if you hit, hit the subscribe button to start with, subscribe to the show, then, you know, chuck a rating, chuck a review on there if you like it. Or if you don't, I mean, you know, you could be like Shark Man, give us one <laughs> one star and just say, you know, I don't, didn't like it. But if you're not a complete gronk and you're an awesome human, maybe you can just put a review. Exactly, and uh, five stars. Tell exactly. Us, tell everyone how much you love the show and why. And then, of course, we'll uh, you know we'll read it out on the, the following week on the show and you know give you uh, internet fame that only that you know ordinarily would cost you thousands of dollars <laughs> for free, perfectly free. Shop. We still have some stock of the Revelation shirt. Unfortunately, the roll call shirt has just hasn't garnered the support needed to go into production. So, people who ordered that shirt, however, they can transfer to the Revelation shirt if they want. You know who you are. Let us know. Buy some hats, get some stubby coolers, perfect accompaniment to the NRL season. Put your cold beer in a This Week in League stubby cooler. Mm-hmm. Think of us when you're watching the game, sucking on a stubby. Yep. Now, any uh, any any stock issues we need to know about? I mean, what are, anything we're about to clear out of? Um, little, little to no small to medium curved brim hats. So get in fast if you've got a small head and you want one of the curved, the baseball style hats. Stock is running low. So Can't act. being modelled by myself. Yeah. Not that you'd know, though, because you're wearing it backwards, so it's the same as the other one. Because I'm a hipster. <laughs> I'm so cool. You're, like, you're, you're Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit. I was going for Joe Rogan, but hey. <laughs> I wouldn't call Joe Rogan a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like a hybrid, hybrid, you know, stoner slash martial artist. <laughs> He's one of the coolest dudes I know. Oh, he is. He's a cool dude. I don't actually know him. Disclaimer. Asterisk. Me neither. But you feel like you do. And that's important. You know why? Because I take Alpha Brain, which you exactly. can get from onnit.com. Exactly. And you can save 10% by using the code TWIL. Exactly. When you place your orders. That's it. Put it in, 10% off. And um, and I can personally recommend Shroom Tech Immune. And what's Shroom Tech Immune all about? I don't have that one. If you've got a fucked up immune system because you work too many hours and train too hard and mm-hmm. don't give, you enough, enough, uh, give yourself enough rest and recuperation time, you might need to take Shroom Tech Immune. Okay. 
it uh, is basically designed to pump your immune system up to fight against a an outbreak that's not coming basically yeah it basically makes your immune system think that it's being attacked um so it pumps it up so it wards off any sort of colds and flus and stuff that you might otherwise fall victim to it keeps you it keeps your immune system in a state of defcon 5 yes exactly and god knows i need that because i was sick for 14 weeks straight last year and i'm not going to do that again without committing suicide so shrimp take me in it's on you <laughs> that's all we got time for this week that's all i've got time for and i'm tired of listening to you already so that's it. I've, I've, I've literally reached my reached the limit of patience I've got. I mean, it's, it's pretty much time for you to leave this house. Excellent. <laughs> so see you next week, guys. See you guys.